connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con. Every week, the Real Nerds go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Allied. Well, I saw Allied. Did anybody else see Allied? I saw Allied. Okay, so me and James saw Allied, and right. then the other three saw Moana. Yep, that's who, right, we did. Who three? Uh, I'm getting to it, James. I, I know. I'm, I'm I, trying I, to I was, explain. I was, I was trying to keep your momentum up. You were doing great. You I'm were trying you, to explain what we do, and I, you ruined my momentum no, by interrupting me. No, no, no. Shut you, no, no, you lost me. No, you stopped talking. And you shut up, or I'm going to shake your to, beard. I'm trying to... Whoa. It's good to be back. That's right. We have a full house today. We have Brad. <laughs> Hi, Brad. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> we have Zach. Hey. Uh, these guys come all the time. Fuck them. Yeah. And back from New York. It's On me. his birthday, nonetheless, Hello. is Henry. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. Yeah, it's fun to be back. I'm glad I could be in town for the weekend. So. Happy birthday, sir. Yeah, yeah happy we're... birthday. The big 2-0. 20. Oh, no. you're disgusting. Oh, thank you. You're, you're a disgusting um, I don't know if you know this. Your fingernails are red. Yeah, they are red, yeah. Why? Um, well, I go to art school. And... Uh, <laughs> All my female friends are like, you should paint your nails. I thought, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, You'll be ridiculed on this podcast. No, no, I thought that might happen. <laughs> if, 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 if girls ask you to paint your fingernails, you're good. So, it's okay. Uh, I just want to point out, I have no sound on the Carolina Panthers and Raiders game right now. And they call it pass interference on this play. But the ball has to be catchable. And let's see where the ball ends up. We're, oh, they didn't show it, but it was like 10 <laughs> yards out it of It wasn't bounds. on the camera. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean I, I'm not an NFL expert, but, you know. I've seen enough ballers to know that's bullshit, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, good. Thank you for contributing constantly with your art house asshole uh, of course, yeah. segment. Yeah. Because now you're part of, I go to New York and I see movies that only open in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I walk a lot faster on the sidewalks. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's what I do now. <laughs> yeah. The city that never sleeps. Which is bullshit. I've been out at 2 a.m. and they're fucking sleeping. <laughs> Bunch of liars. So. <laughs> What a bunch of fucks! <laughs> how is uh, how is going to movies in in New York? It's different. Um, Define different. Well, all theaters in New York, like I didn't I didn't realize this. Theaters here are at an angle, so you can sit and see the film. Sure. All theaters, yeah. All theaters in New York is on one plane, mm-hmm. and then they just put the screen very high up so we can all see it, but we have to have our necks at an angle. Is that all of them or just the art house places? <laughs> no, that's actually... I went to because AMC. the Shea Artis is like that. Yeah. But like, that's well, like, yeah, but that's in a mall. Like, I've gone to, like, in all, like, the AMCs and all that stuff are in, like, ten-story tall buildings. And, and so, like, it's the same way, but at least with AMCs, and every theater there that's uh, not, like, an art house theater... All of them are reclinable completely. Like you can mm. just, it can just turn into a bed essentially. So that's nice, at least. Your but. hands are really distracting the fuck out of me. I'm sorry. It's really cool though. Cause, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know the, the the that that shade of red matches the like specifically your mic, which is the real nerd's accent color. So I, I really just think that it's a you painted your it's nails for the thing. real nerd. James overcame his color blindness. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a Christmas miracle. Oh, mercy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting. Cool. There are some films that I see that are horrible and will never come out besides New York, <laughs> which I don't write about. Uh, and then there are other good films that will come out there, and I'll be like, hey, check this out when he comes to you guys. So, Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Very good. And Brad, you've been on assignment the last four weeks. What have you been up to? Uh, I made another short film called Battle Rap Galactica, and it didn't go anywhere, so it's online right now <laughs> to watch. Um, totally free. Why don't you explain it to us, Brad? Uh, it was like another 48-hour film project, except it was 77 hours, but the premise is the same. We got a genre. Well, we got two genres. We picked superhero instead of romance, um, and uh, the uh, the character was Billy Williams, so we changed it to Billy D. Williams, yeah. and uh, he's, he was an accountant. And, uh, the and prop- was his weapon a Colt 45? No, but we did get him like a sweet like black and gold cape to he wear. Just, he just throws cans at people. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, Mike has Colt forty five from a party we had, but he wasn't available Gross. that weekend. So otherwise, we would have had it. That's um, a terrible party. And uh, yeah, it's about this uh, theater owner who uh, the theater's going under, and Billy D. Williams is the accountant for this gang. Um, who says, you know, you got to get a good show, or else, um, you know, I'm coming. I'm going to come back and break your legs. Um, and then they hold a talent show, and so two acts go on. They're terrible. And then Battle Rap Galactica shows up, and dot, dot, dot. They, you have to watch they, to find out what happens. Are they robots? No, but... Are, um, they, are they here to exterminate they're not the human, human race? What? Yeah. Oh, all right. And this they're sounds, not here to exterminate. Fantastic. They're here to help, because it's, it's a superhero film. So, oh, uh, oh, okay. All right. Brad, what's next for uh, Nebulous Visions, then? Um, I'm working on the the conversion to 3D of Thunderbolt 2. Are you so, wait, what? <laughs> I did that this weekend Holy shit. and spent two days only to find out I did it wrong. So I got to find another weekend to redo it. How does that work? <laughs> what's did, did what's you your get... next new movie? Where, where's your feature length film? I don't have one. When are you going to push yourself? <laughs> I'm trying to make real news Pajro season two. Like that's the that's a lot. That's like in an hour. That's almost a movie. Uh, I want to see a feature length film. I want it to be creative. Okay, art. I'll get on that. I'm Go pushing art. you. Did you raise any money for my budget? Uh, yeah, I'm the talent, so that's a million bucks right there, bro. <laughs> it's just me for an hour and a half <laughs> spouting wisdom. So you increased the budget that we have to raise to meet. No, no, no he's no. gift. He's gifting, gifting his talent, you that million which dollars. is a million dollars worth of talent. Yeah. So oh, he's giving you duh. a million dollars yeah. in free work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to take a paycheck until the movie comes out, and then when the and revenue it, comes well, in, I'm well, I'm going to take points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah, he gets compensated on points. So after like cruise, you're going to take points. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm calling it the cruise effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like like because early 2000s cruise. Just yeah. just well, even now cruise. Come yeah. on, does he still get points? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, nobody gets points. Um. So my name's above it on the you right. know you know of course of course, and then when people see that, they're like, oh, Ryan Frost, I have to see that movie. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're going to do test screenings, and that's why people are going to put on a scale of 1 to 10, why are you seeing this movie? 10, Ryan Frost. That's how it's happening. I will definitely buy this on DVD when it comes out. Yeah, 10, duct tape I will, to I will tell you from seeing pretentious films in New York, you could film him farting for an hour and a half, but if you put it in black and white, you will get a theater release in New York. So You already did that. <laughs> <laughs> Just never released it. <laughs> that's um, great. It's, called, it's called Fart School. Are you... <laughs> Um, and actually, Zach has seen Battle Rap Galactica. What did you think? Um, well, I, I'm aware of the unfortunate like circumstances you had with the production, but um, in terms of only having a certain amount of people, I think it turned out well for what it was. So, and uh, I give him some funny. negative feedback. We're giving him positive shit. <laughs> I'm tired of everyone sugarcoating everything. 
I've never seen it, Brad, but judging by the poster, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had to give one negative thing is that I like Thunderbolt 2 a lot more than I like Battle Rap Galactica. <laughs> it's kind of like you took a step back in your directing. <laughs> wow. Man. <Yeah. laughs> no, like everyone on set was kind of like, yeah, we're kind of screwed on this, but we'll just make we'll whatever we can. We can. Like, I, yeah. I mean, you did what you had to do, and it, and it worked out for the most part. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Brad, all you need is to make a horror film, short film that catches Ooh. people's eyes, then you'll get it picked up by Blumhouse and you'll have a fucking hit. Uh yeah. Blumhouse. We uh, we were going to do horror until like the genres came up, like that's something I want to get under my belt so that like, cuz yeah. there's the, always like horror film festivals that we should yeah. be applying these like to. Like the dude who did Lights Out, he literally made a 5-minute movie and now he's a like super wanted director. Yeah. So I got to do. I'll be reviewing that movie later. Yeah. Oh, really? Show today. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I have four awesome. weeks of stuff, and it's oh, not old fuck. shit. Really, you got to talk about all four weeks, Brad. As fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's all new stuff, so it's like really interesting. I'm sure Henry wants to hear what I think of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh, yeah. 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 Be fun. I like the name of the movie. <laughs> I've written an article about it. I will say, I think you would like it if you saw it. So, yeah. Cool. I'll be the judge of that. Well, no, we'll get into it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so every week we uh, talk about we see a new movie. We also talk about movies we've been seeing, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray, movie news, and other shit. Brad, you want to announce who won uh, the fall uh, movie league? Oh, is that over? I mean, it's not entirely <laughs> official because the final numbers for this week haven't come in, but I am like 40 million dollars ahead of everyone hey, else I, right I now. Did, so. I did Are pretty you good this 40 week. Million? I, thought, I thought you got like close to being like 60 million at this point. <laughs> I did, but well, then he... I fucked up Doctor oh, Strange okay. week, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so... Joe came close to me again. Wait until this, the winner happens because I fucked up at the first three weeks of this one. I was trying to like be like all more clever. Yeah. And then as I'm like, fuck being clever, I'm going to do what's right. And yeah. I started like slowly climbing black back up. Yeah, you've, so. you've made quite the ascent in the last couple yeah. weeks. So yeah, so. As someone who came in Brad. second to last, I do like to promote that I won one week. Like, you did. You got that's my week one. of pride. So, so. Uh, Brad, uh, what award will you be winning? Uh, I will be not. I won't be taking home because I already have it. It'll be the the nerdy, the nerdy. Yep, nice. the official. Which is a really recipe. cool award that you made. It is. Thank you. So if you anyone's interested, <coughs> you can uh, send us a message on Facebook and we can add you to the group. We can give you the uh, password for it. Yeah, Gay yep. for RDJ, and, and you'll a... be able to. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. Yeah, and the trophy like itself will be passed along. It's the the disc on the front that'll have the. Uh, information of who won for that season that'll change because you can just unlock it yeah it's really cool pass along so um and congratulations to zach for winning the taco (laughs) Um, i meant to bring you tacos but for 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 not trying most weeks (laughs) you submitted what two weeks two weeks weeks out of the out of the out of the how many weeks were there yeah 13 okay zach it's not that hard to do yeah, I spend all of 13 seconds while on the toilet every week doing it. You can literally And do sometimes it. I skip a week. Except yeah. for this week where you didn't set it and you still did really well copying last week's. Yeah. Oh, I would have done the same thing. So here's, here's my strategy. I vote for the movie that I like the most as much as I can. And then I just fill in some shit after that. So with this last week or with two weeks ago, I was just like, just nothing but a rifle. And then like some shit at the end. Uh, I would have done the exact same thing this week because I would have been like, ah, f- "Fuck Fantastic Beasts, just a rifle, yeah. just more a rifle," and I did well. Yes, <laughs> it worked out for you. Yeah, my strategy never works, which is just do what I think I like. Yeah. 
and I I go all in every week, and I always get nothing in return. So let oh, see that. I mean, that's what I do. I just must clearly like better things than you. No, because I just think I just do like this will be the underdog. So I picked Max oh. Steel for nine of my submissions. Like <laughs> what? Like, <and> so <laughs> yeah, that's just stupid. Henry. No, yeah, I'm, no, I picked very bad decisions this morning. A couple weeks ago, you loaded up on Moonlight, and it, yeah. Because they didn't have like the theory account, it like backfired on you. And yeah, then I, thought, I loaded I, up the next week, one, and yeah. it came back and worked for me. Oh, I was so funny. mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to the show proper, I just want to let our audience know: December second, you can purchase p- tickets to the 2017 Denver Comic Con. Uh, make sure you pick up your tickets because, in case you did not know, Denver Comic Con sells out very fast. Yeah, and it's a hell of a good time. So yeah, you know the one thing I hope that. Um, um, the one panel I, I mean, I have fun on all the panels. I mean, I want to do the James Marsters one again. Yeah. I want to make sure his smell has been continuously good, <laughs> um, for, you know, these last <coughs> six years, guys. Now he's a big star. And, uh, and the reason I want to do that is because, you know, just bring it full circle, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed the, uh, the artist drawings ones that I did where they got suggestions from the audience and they had to draw something. I forget what the name of the what was the name of Jesus oh, the Christ draw. or whatever. Pay no attention. It better be someone important. No, it was it was some eight hundred number. I don't know who we it are was. more important than that eight hundred. That's why I hung up on it. Better be you, motherfucker. Man. Um, also, if you want, there is a benefit auction um, Saturday, December tenth at seven to ten p.m. at Illegal Pizza in Denver on Colfax. Cool. Um, it's to benefit Pop Culture Classroom, and if I remember right, some of that art is going to be on sale there. And uh, you know what's also cool about it is it's also to benefit benefit your stomach because you can get some food while you're there. That's right, illegal Pete's. So yeah, make sure you get your tickets because it will be awesome. Yeah, all the cool people do, like me, and I'll be there. So that already like ups the coolness value of Denver Comic Con by approximately a million dollars. Yes, so. <laughs> no, by a million visitors. See, oh, that, right, that's course, calculated yeah. by guests. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how else do you think they got James Marsters? <laughs> they they called them <laughs> like... and they like. Hey man, uh, do you mind doing you know Denver Comic Con? Is like, I don't know. Is the dude from Real Nerds going to do my panel? Because like, oh, he smelled so good, man. That Ryan guy, he smelled so good. Um, Claire, Claire keeps telling me how good he smells. He's getting ready for Denver Comic Con. He's like, oh shit, I'm out of your perfect. I don't think anyone will ever appreciate how well he smelled, except me. Well, uh, you know, and it was actually one of the most surreal moments of my uh, life. I'll just retell the story because it's been so long. So. What story am I going to tell, James? You want to tell I, it? Because you, you're acting like you know it. No, Let's hear the story from James' point of view. No, it's all, it's all good. You're good. Go go right ahead. No, I want to hear the story you're going to tell I, from I don't know behalf. what story you're going to Thank tell. Thank you. She'll shut your fucking mouth. So, uh, uh, so I met James Marsters beforehand, and he is very nice. Um, and I asked him, you know, I, I always ask the same question when I do panels with celebrities. I said, would you like me to ask you questions or you just want to open up to the audience? Because I'm just there to facilitate the audience's need to connect with their favorite uh, celebrities. And most of the time they say, yeah, I just let the audience do it. And so he did. And um, I was like, it's nice to meet you. And I'll just introduce you. He said, yeah, I appreciate that. So I go out there and I introduce him. And he comes up and he, like, gives me a hug. And I was like, he just gave me a hug for, like, no reason. And he smelled amazing. Um, but, yeah, it was just cool because I got a hug from him. And then I went on to get hugs from like Aaron Gray. Um, yeah, that was exactly the story. Because the you scent were traveled, and they were like, mm-hmm. "You've got Marsters on you." No, they're like Spike, <laughs> uh, Claire Kramer. You know, right. I've, I've been pretty fortunate. Ralph Macchio. 
all the all the Whedonverse people all smell good, apparently. Yeah. See Thomas Howe. I mean, if you guys want to get touched by Karate Kid, I've touched him. Gross. He hasn't washed that spot since. I haven't. Like right here in my hand. It smells gloves. like shit right now, but you know. That's Puts gloves on before it goes in the shower. So, but anyways, this was playing at the Alamo Draft House. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mintz-Bloss. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. See, James thought he knew what story I was going to tell, and he did not know what story I was uh, going to tell. I did. How many times had we already referenced the fact that he smelled good? No, I, was I, pretty I, sure you... I didn't think I've ever told a story where he hugged me and yeah, how, uh, how it made me feel warm and You've told it inside. like four times. Yeah. And well, so once, once a, a year, year, James, once a year. Right. Yeah. I'm able to do that. that comp- uh, compilation episode, can we put all of the times you said that story like in a row? <laughs> well, <laughs> I am working on uh, – I'm listening to all the, our interviews mm-hmm. with celebrities, mm. and I'm – putting together so stay tuned because our 300th episode is coming up may, may 9th i think <laughs> yeah it's actually in may. In, in may there's like guardians of the galaxy and then two movies that are whatever and then there's uh, i think pirates at the end of the month so i think our yeah. 300th falls in between the second or third week Ooh. cool so stay tuned for that because we'll have special things and i'm doing uh listening to a lot of our stuff we have a lot of stuff yeah. we do um so we have uh in a lonely place presents elevator to the gallows with James Elroy. That sounds cool. Singing in the Rain, which is a magnificent film. Oh, man. Pitch Perfect with James' girlfriend, uh, Anna Kendrick, live stream. <laughs> and uh, last is Graveyard Shift presents What Have You Done to Solange? Or something like that. <laughs> awesome. And uh, yeah. Rogue One tickets should be on sale by the time this Actually, podcast comes I out. Just, uh, hit and they're already on sale right now oh really really wow yeah they're supposed to be monday Everyone jump on maybe it. not in alamo they're on the amc bowls because i just got oh, okay. an alert from it oh so. okay cool yeah and they've got another cool star wars class oh, yeah, Mondo, so. yeah. yeah we should talk to... about that after that after this so we can we can make some plans oh yeah i already took the top brass show oh, okay great whatever yeah yeah so yeah thanks for talking to us you fucking dipshit asshole motherfucker i got, I got some hookups we'll talk about it so hey. i uh you like how i try to fit in every <laughs> curse word there and it worked out well. I did get a Jin Enzo uh, action figure this week. Oh, did you get the diecast one? Uh, no, I got. Oh, the, you got that one. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. the black one. Right. Or the black diamond. What is it called? The black diamond series. Yes. Or yeah. 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 It's, it's that same. They're they're diecast figures. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, I ended up getting the uh, the C two B five when I was at Disneyland because I was like, well, like I don't know which of these characters is really the one I'm gonna love the most. But I was like, dude, black R two D two is always gonna be cool. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is, that sitting on your desk and is always of gonna course, look good. The person playing it's awesome. So yeah, cool. Yep. What's next? <laughs> I guess we have to do what we've been watching. We have four fucking hours. To listen to Brad's All right. list. All right, everybody, buckle in. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what did you watch the last four weeks? <laughs> well, at least the uh, drive-in's closed for the season, so you don't have to hear about my where around, what about, what's going on around town <laughs> around anymore. Town. Oh, you, yeah. you went to the last showing. What, what was the, were they showing there, the last uh, showing there? Uh, that's part of my <laughs> what I've been watching this week. Uh, they had Smurfs 2. Which what? is from 2013, Wait. I think. Yeah, interesting choice. Yeah, because um, they're, they're they're making they're working on the on the new one. Yeah, See, Lost seen, yeah, Village or whatever. Yeah, for yeah, last night. For it. it was. That's yep. all right. Which yeah. it seems more fitting for the Smurfs universe. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. The Smurfs two that that I watched was you know in Human World yeah. and just kind of like a a piece of shit. 
I don't call it like it's a ton of animators really worked real hard on that, so I can't no, call yeah, it a piece of like, shit. I mean, but... I understand that like they worked hard on it, but like they chose the wrong thing to work hard on. But Gargamel's <laughs> like a world famous magician. Yeah, and he's evil, but what? no one seems to care. What? Um, it's only sometimes surprise got made. Like, yeah, well, well, money speaks. It's, but I yeah, guess. Well, it's yeah. not marketing and selling Katy Perry's new single and stuff true, like that. Yeah. So she's, she's attractive. Uh, uh, she is. Yeah. But yeah, and so, I, you know, sometimes you just want to hear someone roar. I don't think she's that bad as an artist. I don't think she's bad. Yeah, it's a bad excuse for a children's. I know, but she's catchy. Like her songs are catchy. Yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, I don't own any of them. I only know that Tiger Roar song, but (coughs) they're catchy. And then the second thing they had was Inferno. Oh, the second movie. How was Inferno? Yes. What did you think of Inferno? That was an important thing to take his mic. (laughs) (laughs) Good, Zach. I think Zach is the only other one who saw it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. I thought it was kind of bland. Like I didn't like the original Da Vinci Code that much. Um, it, it's it's just like this thriller, um, and half the time, like it starts out, Tom Hanks is just disoriented because he's been drugged, and then he's kind of like, there's walking to places, and then he spouts some historical knowledge that he has. Uh, the only really cool part that impressed me was the very end, the the set piece, which was that underground, uh, like symphony cavern, mm-hmm. um, and then the floor is is all water because it's like in the aqueducts or whatever, but the floor is like blood red. Um, like that was cool. It was, it was like visually. Yeah. And then they found it, out the cause of the plague was Zoltar. Is it better or worse than the second one? I didn't see Angels and Demons. Oh, okay. So, well, then never mind. It, I'd say it's about on par with the original, which I okay. don't remember anyway. So Okay. Um, I saw... I did the Arrival Q&A, so I got to listen cool. to the, the, um, the writer... Talk about the movie, which is pretty interesting. Oh, um, yeah, and you saw Arrival. How did you oh, like yeah, Arrival? I wasn't here for the Arrival episode. Nope. I thought it was okay. You you can go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a beautiful movie for sure, but uh, by the end it gets, you know, uh, for most of the movie I'm into it because it's about like trying to decipher communication. It's about language. And then all of a sudden it starts, I is feel it, like it starts it? to turn. I know. Is it really about that? But at the end it starts to go on this other tangent. And I think like, okay, the aliens are, commun- like the they're Spoil- talking, spoilers for Arrival. Using tele- telepathy. Telepathy? Telepathy. Yeah, to communicate through her. And then it, by the end, it's almost like a Nolan thing where time is all at once and you're just jumping and like, I'm trying to figure out how the rules work in that. And then uh, by the end, you realize it's this, this other thing about the human condition. And yeah, yeah. so I just like, I'm good. Uh, no, you're not, man. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> you're not good. Yeah. Uh, I also saw Short Term Twelve, which was really good. Oh, that's Ooh. such a great film! Yeah, awesome. Uh, that's a little like a beautiful. It's sp- below average. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> you just wanted to throw. I just want to be the counterpoint to all you guys. <laughs> no, getting erections for it. It's about like this. Uh, I don't know what to call it. it. It's it's a it's the home and for like foster kids they okay. go to in between their homes. So. Yeah. But the the great part about it is it's it, it's a movie that unravels without exposition. Yeah. Like you just watch people exist and you figure it out just by watching how the plot unfolds. And it's like great how you think it's this one thing, and all of a sudden you find out like this other layer to these characters, and uh, it's really good. You need to watch it. Um, I watched a movie called Cold in July, um, which is uh, like this weird revenge film. Um, it's it's modern, but it's got like an eighty soundtrack. Um, like that pops like the guest. Mm. Um, there's a this guy who runs a frame store, and then he get like there's a home invasion, and then he starts to like uh, he kills the guy who 
invades his home, and then you find out that the police are in on like it was a setup uh, to frame uh, <coughs> the guy who they sent in, like who they hired to do the home invasion, so they can disguise this like human trafficking ring in the town. Um, yeah, it's pretty dark. The, okay. the only thing that was weird is like uh, the like, Michael C. Hall is like the family man hero. Okay, and for some reason, even though like leading up to it he's all about like family safety but towards the end he just like elects to like yeah i'm gonna go hunt these human traffickers with you guys fuck my family I'm like <laughs> uh that's a weird character turn yeah interesting um i saw lights out but um that's the one where you don't want to turn the lights out right yeah okay <laughs> it's it, it, there's been it's, a lot of those horror movies lately and i can't remember which one's which it's based on like those facebook memes where you know like someone flip on the lights and the characters get close. So they turn it into a movie. Oh, sure. And there's not much of that in the movie. It's really just like this broken family. Um, it, uh, awesome. And you're just learning about like the main girl. Uh, she's trying to protect her little brother who's like a, a, a stepbrother. Um, and who, who played the mom? Damn it. She's Maria Bello. Maria Bello, yeah. Oh. Uh, the cool part is that she, uh, everyone thinks she's crazy. Uh, and she's been taking like uh, crazy pills, pills to suppress her. But it turns out, like in her past, she like went to this mental ward with this other girl, and th- uh, that girl died in a weird like experiment, it's like to lightning, ancient experiment. It's like an electric chair type thing. Yeah. And she burned up, and then she absorbed like into the no it's, light she's, realm. She's le- yeah. she's electro now, and she yeah. like, lives in the in the in the light. So. And then there's like a cool like black light sequence in it. Um, Call me hater. That's the electro song from. Oh, oh, because if you it does, can you see her in black light? Yeah. Ooh. Ah. So as long as you have the black light near you, you Trixie. can see her coming. Yeah. No, I, um, I I think the movie's actually pretty good, and I just got on Blu-ray for five dollars at Best Buy right now. If you want to pick ooh. it up at Best Buy for five bucks. Cool. Um, I, the, my only complaint about the film is the uh, discovery of who she is. Like I hate that she like digs out a box. And they're like, oh, it's so and so. It's like Ooh, really. Oh, we got the box of answers here yeah. in the closet. Let's yeah. go through. The only it. thing I didn't like. Yeah. But it's I wooden mean, and creepy. I mean, I think the, uh, the parts of it are really effective, though. I, I think the beginning with Billy Burke, and he's <gasps> at that factory, and he's turning the lights mm. off and on. Oh. And the lights only hit a certain part, like a circle in the warehouse. Yeah. So she's like moving in between them is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, and it's playing with the fear that everybody has. Of, how how much Billy Burke is in the movie? Not very much. When he's there, does he have the femur of a dead girl with him? Um, no. Oh, he, man. Um, Be a weird character He gets choice. murdered. I feel like I asked that when Ryan reviewed this movie. <laughs> he gets murdered, like, in the first ten minutes. Oh, man. He's a catalyst for the movie. No, uh, Henry, because of, of Drive Angry, he, his character oh, okay. always has the femur of a dead woman with him. Yeah. Uh, so good. But, yeah, it Lights Out too is also about mental illness and oh, cool. um, how people deal with it. Great. That and, uh, what's it called? Don't breathe are like the two horror films I still need to check out this year. Ooh, so, don't breathe, I think, comes out breathe, this yeah. week. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, I also saw Goosebumps, which was lighthearted. I think it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. a for like a kid's horror film. I think it's pretty good. Oh yeah, it's pretty fun. My my little boy loved it, and yeah. I was watching. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is pretty fun. Well, I got cool. it when it was when Trade Tomorrow's going out of business. Yeah, the last week new Blu-rays were like eighty percent off, yeah. so I literally yes. got it for like two fifty. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, Kellen liked it. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Uh. Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders came out, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, much more yeah. fun than the Killing Joke adaptation. Well, is that a, <laughs> it'd, it'd be harder to be more depressing than that film. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. fun, not like plot-wise. Yeah. 
Um, but it's, it's, there's a lot of inside jokes, you know, uh, Anne Harriet there is making like illusions that they're yeah. gay. It's um, a really fun animated film. Yeah. They acknowledge like the, the Keaton Batman movies, uh, and they, uh, have lines like, like from the dark Knight returns. So it's like, I, it's all kinds of like different eras of Batman. The only thing together. I think would be weird is I think Adam West sounds pretty close to the same, but does Burt Ward and Julian <laughs> Newmar sound anything? <laughs> Julian Newmar. Yeah. Burt Ward is a little, like he sounds, I wouldn't sound like I wouldn't say he sounds old, but he's definitely like doesn't sound like a kid. Yeah. So, but it's fine because the movie's just so tongue in cheek. I heard they had to alter yeah. his costume too because he has like a huge dork. <laughs> Wait, is this a live action film? No, it's an animated. Oh, okay. Version of the '60s TV show. It's. it's I, I yeah. It's a it's like more fun to watch than like the '60s TV show. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, I, I, was, I was thrown. I was thrown off show. by the it's costume fun, like, dick for a joke. Camp though. value, yeah. but like this one, it, just because it has like that self-referential there element to it, yeah, it, it knows, yeah, it knows what it is. Um, Interesting. I finally saw the Babadook, which nice. I think the Babadook and like the animation of it is really like creepy mm-hmm. and the sound and everything. But everything else, I was just like tired of watching this kid like be upset <laughs> and its yeah. mom freaking out. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's move along. Why can't you be normal? Yeah. Um, and I saw a girl walks home, home alone at night. Yeah, which I think that's an awesome title for a movie. Yeah, it is a good title. So um, I'm amazed that it's like it's supposed to look like Iran, but it's all LA. No, yeah. All yeah. every like there's almost no foreign elements to it because the director is an, um, a U.S. director as well. Yeah, and so like it's just they just like we're gonna make it set we're gonna set it there, and because of that, we have to make it that language so, as well. Oh, it says say do they speak that language? They speak the language. They do more for like a realism effort. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, it's subtitled. Uh, it's all in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautifully shot film. Yeah, it, it's like really, it's it's kind of a little bit like a let the right one in vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's very slow moving, but like all the scenes are really impactful. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, like and then the '80s music. Yeah. To it is a, a nice touch. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know if Ryan. Would, yeah, I mean, I can yeah. see him liking it or not liking it. So. Yeah. Um, I also saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Mm-hmm. Which did you miss that with us? I did. Okay, and I. I wouldn't say I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was in there yeah, the whole I, time I thought, going. I like, think the movie's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's all. It right. didn't have any like fun. I don't know. It didn't have any like clever fun. Like a lot of times, it's just, like dark, and there's just people in period costume walking around talking or uh, like just being the original adaptation. And then like the end where the one guy comes back from the dead and like rushes to the camera and yeah, I, I'm just like really that was that wasn't great. Yeah, and there's some other things. I it was a while ago, so I, I have don't to watch it again. You remember that was from this year? Yeah. yeah, I've started putting together my list. There's so many movies from earlier this year that I'm like, what? Completely Wait. forgot. Even oh existed. yeah, completely. It happens every year. I watched a a Refn film that I'd never seen called Valhalla Rising, mm-hmm. um, which I I would say that in my opinion his worst. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it's it's really bland. It seems like a student film. Yeah. Even though it's like his fourth film or something, I was gonna say it came after the Pusher trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just about like these uh, Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Um, like and it's just dour and miserable, and it has like high contrast like visuals. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's still a Refn film, so like he has that style to him it's, as well. But yeah, like... the violence is great in, into it in it, but um, uh, everything else is just Vikings wandering the landscape, mm-hmm. being awful to each other, That's trying awesome. to find God. Um, yeah. Do they eat big turkey legs? No. Aww. It's like <laughs> it's not like it's not like a stereotypical Viking. It's do just they like, wear pointy hats? No, like they just yeah. wear like dirt and kilts, <laughs> yeah, and kilts. leather <laughs> and metal. Great. This is you are pitching the Vikings <laughs> TV show to me. I'm selling it better than the movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, uh, oh yeah, I finally saw Jack Reacher. The first, yeah. first one? Yeah, the first oh, one. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Um, which badass. I think is, I wouldn't say I, I like it, but it is better than, than the second one. It's more of like a thriller. It's yeah. got a better plot to it. And the car chase, I watched the special features. Holy shit, that's yeah. Tom Cruise driving yeah. that car. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, <laughs> it's great. Needed I, more of that in two. I was watching an yes. interview with John Woo, and he was talking about, you have to talk Tom Cruise out of doing stunts. <laughs> yep. And like he, and for you know Mission Impossible 2, they would only let him be on that side of that cliff for so long because yeah. he's worth so yeah. much money. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they they get the helicopter blade with like within six feet of his head. Yeah, like, oh, it's terrible. Like, could you He's imagine awesome. being the director that killed Tom Cruise? Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, he lived life at the ed- to the edge. Actually, I was reading a really funny interview with Kobe Smolders too, and uh, she was talking about how she just had her kid uh, like six weeks before she started filming Jack Reacher uh, Never Go Back, and she said, "Man." For a week before I started, I just ran because I knew I'd have to keep up with Tom Cruise. <laughs> she, and she does a good job. I she even does. commented on like she totally keeps up with Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's great. And she's like he's fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen The Firm? Fuck yeah, he's fast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because I had the DVD, I, I listened to the commentary on that and the commentary for Rogue Nation, and just like I've never really like watched Tom Cruise like not be an actor in a movie. He's yeah. good. So hearing him talk about his like passion for movie making and the oh. people around him talking about how passionate he is, just like. I had a greater appreciation. You know, I tell everybody he he has an awesome interview with Chris Hardwick on Nerdist, yeah. where he just talks an hour and a half about how hard he works. Why are you promoting other people's podcasts? <laughs> see, see, I can do it to you too. Mm-hmm. I can do it to you too. So, if you want to listen to someone interview Tom Cruise for an hour and a half, where he talks about his life, yeah, it is really check good. It out. Yeah, um, I watched Zoolander two and. <laughs> Yeah. The Jack Bauer part is probably the funniest oh, yeah. part of it. It definitely has its moments. <laughs> I'd like, no, yeah. I love when uh, I, when Kiefer Southern, I forget what Hansel says to him, and he's like shocked and he doesn't say anything, but he does like that Jack Bauer like like head turn and like shake. Yeah, I, don't remember I can't either. remember, but uh, it made me laugh so like much out loud. And, oh, yeah. and of course, the line where he's like, I didn't know that kicking in a door would make me miscarry my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Kiefer Sutherland is pregnant, but... Yeah. <laughs> he also says, "Line, I thought you'd be happy." <laughs> uh. <laughs> that movie's so stupid. Yeah, but it still made me laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I watched uh, the Crystal, Crystal Lake Memories documentary. Yeah, uh, I don't one. know if I said the Never Sleep Again one on the podcast <laughs> either, but both those are fantastic. Oh yeah, over four hours long each. The Crystal Lake is even long. It's two discs yeah. full of. I think it's uh, eight hours of the Crystal six Lake one. Yeah, but it's great. It's like so in depth on all the making of those movies. It's amazing. I know that's when I laugh. Where you know I have you know. Uh, Crystal Lake or the Friday the 13th box set and they have a lot of special features on there too and some people are complaining like oh, they needed more I'm like really? There's like <laughs> six and a half hour documentary they have yeah. documentaries on the Friday the 13th do you really really There's a documentary about part five Yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's fun is Is that the one on the boat? No that's the one that's not a Friday the 13th movie um, yeah. yeah the the commentary on Crystal Lake Memories is really good too What? Yeah the the writer of the book, Chris Lake Memories, David Brackus, uh, comments on it with the director. Is uh, an audio track? Yeah. Fuck. And, and so, <laughs> um, so the director of it directed uh, Halloween 6. And so, yeah. And so he, so those, him and like one of the producers talk, and they give you like so much more information. Like uh, in part seven, that one like really bitchy lady who gets an axe in the head. Like they think she's dead because they don't they couldn't find her and no one knows where she's at, and so they talk about how th- some people were really hard to get a hold of and some people like refused to help them out. 
Um, but most of the people are really nice. You know, everyone brings up how why Kevin Bacon's not in it, but he's like, oh, he was filming X Men at this time, so he wasn't like able to um, mm. come and help us. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's a really great track, and you know, you're like man, six and a half hours of a commentary on a documentary, but having uh, Peter Brackus on there is really um, helps it because he wrote the whole book and so he's very knowledgeable. Like yeah. So technically, there's 13 hours of content. Yeah, yeah. no, it's pretty and people great. still complain. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course, people never be satisfied. Uh, okay, almost done. Uh, I watched. Uh, Rush. I gave Rush Hour three another chance. Hmm. Why? Because that box set came out. Oh, did you get the box set? Yeah. Nice. Did you give um, the first two another chance? Because yeah, those movies months are great. ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> They've earned their chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I own those. It's fine. Like I, I watch them again. They're great. Um. The 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 new disc the the new set has like one bonus disc and it's really just like Brett Ratner and yeah. uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker like all like they're not in the same room but they're just all recounting mm-hmm. uh, no actually there is one like they're at a Comic Con or something I think huh. that's what it is uh, cool. there's like two big documentaries on it, and like one of the separate discs is I think the Comic Con one uh, and but Brett Ratner's like I don't even direct movies anymore because all my producing movies make shitloads of money <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah pretty much i was like i, I kind of thought of them as a, as a hack but like listening to the commentary and everything and like watch, watching him make rush hour three um i kind of like was okay with him again like yeah. uh, like mind. he's really yeah. big into like 70s movies and stuff and watching him like pay homage to his heroes and stuff mm-hmm. is impressive so yeah he just stopped caring after a while like i think he, he was, got really he commercial. Was better earlier and then yeah, yeah at a certain point he just was phoning it in yeah, but like with Rush Hour Three, unless you're going to tell me that I should give it another chance. Well, um, I was. It doesn't bring anything new to the table, like really. But um, and one of the cool parts of the first two is like the first one would end and the second one would pick up where the last one left off. Yeah. Um, and they acknowledge that like they wanted to start off in New York because the second one ended like, hey, let's go to New York, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But the studio was just like, no, you can go to Paris, but you can't go to New York. I'm like. Because we want to put a green screen on the Eiffel Tower more than yeah. anything. There's a, it was, it's going to be so good when we can parachute off of the Eiffel Tower at the end. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, the first movie, I think, was had a $50 million so budget. Dumb. And then the third one is, like, $150 million. Wow. Um, and they accomplished, like, less. And then, like, Gross. the whole, like, car chase scene, they did twice. That's why the one you see in the movie is a green screen. because they couldn't go back to Paris. And the Paris uh, roads had all these restrictions. So... Like, it was hard enough to do it the first time. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why it's so obvious it's on a green screen the second time. Um, but there's a, there's one cool part where there f- sh- there's a shootout in the hospital, and there's this really cool shot where Jackie Chan throws the gun to Chris Tucker, and it whips around the corner of the wall, and the camera follows it. It's like, you know, it's like one second, but it, I, it stands out so well. Yeah. Um, and then, like, after that, it follows, like, he needs a gun clip, and then Jackie Chan jumps across the table and, like, slides in the gun. That was a little hokey, mm. but that gun whip across with the camera following it, yeah, is pretty cool. Um, and then Roman Polanski's in it. <laughs> is yep. he really? He's yeah. the French like, like the customs French guy. Co- yeah, copper. Oh, another reason I'll never watch that movie. Yeah, I was like, it, I, yeah. Did Ryan? Yeah, I was like, Ryan should hate this movie. I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, I'll, no, I'll you should hate the movie because it, it ruins the Rush Hour. Movie. Yeah, I'll never like, watch that movie again. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, yeah, and then the. Uh, Last thing I watched was um, the Love Witch, which I thought oh, I really want to see that still. Eh. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's one of those things I know like no a lot of people won't like it, but it's like tailor made for me. Yeah, I, I, I love like seventies like aesthetic and like horror. That's why I went to see it. What is oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like a seventies uh, exploitation like, throwback. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just so 
like degrading to women. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but like, but main... it's funny. Well, it's not really no, funny. It's more no, like if okay. you're if you're really into these kinds of films and you can look past that. Oh, okay. It's just really like the plot is so boring. It was oh, like okay. the, the part that made because it's been out in New York for like a couple weeks now, and I've wanted to see it, but the fact that it's 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 a film that should be eighty minutes. And it's it feels two hours. like it's it feels like it's three hours. Yeah. Like oh. Halfway in, I'm just like, it should have been wrapped up yeah. by now. Like, like, I would watch the trailer and I'd be like, well, this looks really exciting. I want to see this. But this trailer is dragging. And if I think a trailer is dragging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's slow and just like, like, I, 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 the aesthetic is spot on. Like, oh, the yeah, colors 100%. and the costume design and the, the acting all matches that era. Like, so, like, the point where, like, after I saw the trailer, I had to look up to make sure it wasn't just a re-release of, like, something from yeah. the 70s. Like they they nailed it except for there's like this town square scene oh, okay. and all the cars are modern. Oh okay, yeah. <laughs> so except for the two that are the characters' cars. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Like if you if you like that aesthetic, it's worth a watch. But mm-hmm. as far as like story, I just I couldn't get into it. It's, yeah. it's about this uh woman who like poisons men she seduces, uh, and she's trying to find like the one. Yeah. To be like her husband, and meanwhile, there's like a a cop who's trying to track down who's killing all these men, and uh, it comes to a head. Like at one point, I think I nodded off and woke up, and there were like a Renaissance <laughs> festival, yeah. and they were like getting married, but not really getting married. It's yeah, yeah, weird. So uh, yeah, all that's right. me all caught up. Henry, what'd you watch? Uh, well, I guess we can start our house asshole. Um... I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. Uh, art house asshole this week is on Incendies, which is uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, last foreign film. Okay, wait. Say that name again. No, nope. Den- it's Villeneuve. Was it Villeneuve? I've heard two like crew commentaries. Where okay, I yeah. tried to find a way how to pronounce his name, and that was the way that I found. Oh, okay. and the writer from Arrival so said it that way. So it's okay. Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Villanueva. Okay. okay. I'm so excited. I, I, cause I wanted to know. I mean, you heard our, our arrival episode where we're like, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Um, Denis Villanueva. Uh, it's his, it's his third film and it's his last foreign film before he started making American films. Great. Um, it so, was, um, so the last movie before Prisoners, right? Yeah. Okay. Just and it was made for like one holiday. year before Prisoners. There he is. Hello. Good morning, um, buddy. Goodbye. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, basically, it's, in my opinion, his best film. Wow. Um, it's also his darkest film, which is also saying something. Um, basically, the story is about these two twins in Montreal who their mother has died, and it opens up them like, at, like reading her will. And the will essentially says, you have a brother that you don't know of. You need to find him and tell him that I am dead. And so the film is like the twins tracking down who the brother is and... And so it's it, it, primarily it's the daughter of like the two <laughs> twins, and like she goes to the Middle East, which is where her mother's from, and she essentially like tracks like her mother's life essentially to figure out who her brother is. Hmm. And then while that's happening, you see like it cut in between like her going there, and then you see the time period of when her mom was there and what happened to her mom there. Mm, okay, um, it deals a lot with the Lebanese Civil War uh, and like kind of what was happening in that conflict. There is. Uh, where there's a plot twist in Arrival, there's also a plot twist in this film, but in a very different way. Like, in the plot twist in Arrival, it kind of, like, it happens, then you don't understand it, then it kind of fades into it, and you understand it as time goes on. Yeah. Whereas this film, it happens, and you understand it immediately, and I just freaked out over it. It, it, was, it blew my mind. It was something that I was not expecting at all, 
it was very it's the most fucked up part of the film oh sorry um it's okay he's two he won't remember good he also has been swearing it's longer okay. than you have so. okay kellen what is this did he say it's a vehicle he said it's a microphone oh okay well, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's terrible uh but yeah that's this week's uh I would, I would definitely check it out. I think it's his best film. Sweet. It definitely where, looks like his film as well. Um, where did you see it? I got I rented it on iTunes. Okay, so. cool. Um, you can probably get it on, on Amazon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen like I've seen five of his seven films now. The only two I need to see are his first two films, which are also amazing. So okay, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of him as a director. Yeah, um, he's one of the very few directors who are non-established. Uh, being like someone who's not considered like an amazing director yet, yeah. who I think will be considered a huge deal later on, yeah. like once he's done with his career anyway. Right. So that's not that. What was it? Bienvenue? Villanueve. 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 Okay. Villanueve. Denny Villanueve. Denny Villanueve. Denny Villanueve. All right, we're, we're going to look get at it. More, get more it. of his films. Uh, Sweet. I watched Take Me to the River, which is an independent film. It's on Netflix right now. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, I've, I it's... saw that one. Oh, did you see it? No, I mean, I saw the... the that's little, on there? Yeah. I, saw, I scrolled right past it. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting film. It's a first filmmaker. It's a first-time filmmaker, uh, and it has, like, that kind of style to it, where it's, like, slow-paced, uh, kind of more of a talky kind of mm-hmm. thing. Basically, the story is it's this teenage kid uh, goes from California. His family goes to the family reunion, which is, like, this huge reunion in Texas, and his plan is to come out as gay to his family there. But what happens is... He goes with his younger cousin, who's like six, like out into the field, and you don't see what happens. But they come back, and she's bleeding from like her pelvic area, and the family starts assuming that he abused her back there, and it's him defending himself for the rest of the film. And so it's essentially like him saying, like, I, it's him def- saying, like, I did not abuse her, yeah. uh, and it's like they're and them not understanding that he's gay, and so it's him like without coming out to them because he knows this is a bad time to come out, to saying why he wouldn't be able to abuse her. Uh, wow. it's a, it's a, and there's also like more stuff about the family past and it's just an indie film. I don't think it wasn't great. It was an interesting film, definitely, but it's not one that I think you need to rush out, especially Ryan. I don't think you would, you need to see it anytime soon. That yeah, sounded it like great sound fun. Like something I'd watch. Not, it's not up your alley. So <laughs> yeah. let me, is there nudity and a dude killing people with a knife? No. Then I will not watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that a common theme in Marvel movies that I've been missing? <laughs> No, uh, I mean just for if it's like a slow moving movie, it needs to have some sort of bloodletting. Yeah. How about how about if instead of a knife, somebody gets like just beaten to death with like a hammer or something? Is that okay? Mm, okay. I did see someone get beat to death with a hammer in one of the movies I watched this week. Okay, all right. So I'm just you. You know where I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as nudity yeah. and, and hammers. All right, I'll great. use that as a transition to yours. Uh, <laughs> I finished uh, the third season of You're the Worst. Just wrapped up, and so I've been watching that a lot. Uh, if you are not watching, you're the worst. I think it, it is legitimately the best comedy on TV right now. Really? Where is it? It's on FX. Uh, FXX, specifically. Uh, it's basically, uh, it's an anti-rom-com rom-com with it getting extremely deep at certain points. The first season is more of a guilty guilty pleasure thing for me. But in the second season, it really hits its stride by dealing with mental illness and dealing with PTSD. In a weird, like, you wouldn't expect it to in, like, a rom-com type format. But yeah. It does it really well, uh, and I and I genuinely think people, more people should watch this show. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, I am then trying to think if there's anything. Moonlight, I checked out. If you have not yet seen it, go see Moonlight 100%. It is my number one film of the year so far. Not only that, but it is also genuinely one of my favorite films of all time. So wow. I, you def- people should definitely see this film. Okay. 
Um, and then uh, the last thing I think is worth no- of noting that I sh- I'll say is uh, Nocturnal Animals, which uh, James also saw. So yeah. we can transition to you with that. So Yeah. Uh, so I will say, Henry, I think that we should talk about the the real movie and uh-huh. then talk about our problem with it at the end. Okay. So that that way, like people get, I think a fair, cause I don't yeah. want that okay. to be overshadow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so, uh, and this yeah. is my second time seeing it. This is your first time. seeing Right. It, yeah, so. yeah. 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 So, uh, Henry and I went and saw nocturnal animals, uh, which is the other Amy Adams movie that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in which she plays a like art curator, uh, who gets sent a, like, a uh, the manuscript for a novel from her ex-husband, um, and the trailers sort of sell it as a, they sell it as a sort of thriller mystery, yeah. um, which I think it is, but not for the storyline that you, that they are pitching it as. Yeah. So you think like there's like that, you know, there's some crazy thing in her past that you're going to uncover, but what, what, what the movie really is, is, um, I would say, I don't know, 60, 65% of the movie, maybe 70 yeah. is, is this storyline of them, of, of what the book is. So so Jake Gyllenhaal is the main character of this book, and um, and the movie basically just visualizes the book that she is reading, um, and so her story kind of, uh, for, for all intents and purposes, yeah, for all intents and purposes, is a like bookend to the to the film, because um, she's just reading this story, and Jake Gyllenhaal's story is he is this. Uh, husband and he and his family. Uh, Ilsa Fisher plays his wife, which I think then, is the most genius thing in the plant. That yeah, oh yeah, they actually got Ilsa Fisher to play the Amy Adams equivalent. In, yes, uh, so uh, yes, um, and so uh, Ilsa plays, Fisher plays his wife, and they are driving across Texas, and they get harassed by this car on the on the highway. Um, if you've ever read any Flannery O'Connor, basically, it, like for a little while there, it feels like a remake of of uh, uh, A Good Man Is Hard to Find, um, and they end up. I don't know how far to take this, but basically, yeah. his family ends up getting kidnapped. Um, he comes off as this very sort of weak and pathetic, timid kind uh, of guy. yeah, very timid kind of guy. But he's also like they do a brilliant job with that sequence where where his family gets kidnapped because. There's three guys in their car, and then it's him and his wife and his daughter, and his daughter is 16, something like that. Um, and so you, like, while you want him to fight more, you also understand that they are equally outmatched. Like, like there's, mm-hmm. they're not going to necessarily be able to take these three rough Texas guys, but, like, at the same, like, it's just the tension there is, is really well handled. Um, and so then the story is him... They they abandon him in the desert and he's trying to like he's trying to find these guys who took his family and the whole time there's all this subtext about um, him really feeling weak and uh, and like he just he can't do enough to protect his family and so I I, I don't want to tell too much or spoil yeah. too much of the of the film just understand that like then it becomes like. I, don't know, I think that's all you need to know in order to go into it. If you are yeah. interested in seeing it, so. I, I think it's a, an absolutely wonderful movie with with something that's with with a really good message to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that you know what's going on there is that you you could have just told that you know you you could just take that thriller story that is the book out and make it into a hell or high water yeah. style drama. But you could cut um, all the Amy Adams parts of it, right? But the the dis- and you, Henry and I talked about this afterwards. Putting her story in there as a bookend actually tells a much better story um, that is so much easier to relate to because it's not just another thriller where you're like, oh man, if my family was in that situation, it actually 
encapsulates the whole thing inside of this writer's relationship with Amy Adams. And you, you through the, the, what that book reveals about their relationship, you learn about a very real relationship between her and her ex-husband. Um, and it's, it's a very moving um, and I think impactful story. It is something that, because I've read a number of articles about the movie now, um, I think a lot of people aren't interpreting this movie very well. Like they don't, they come out of it and they don't quite get how things link. Even though, to me, I think it's pretty obvious. But the movie is set to. Um, yeah. There's like one scene and one line dialogue that connects it all. Yeah. And if you miss that line, then you're probably not going to get it. So. Yeah, but it, to me, it's it's actually really obvious. But whatever. Um, there is this other thing that that we have to talk about, which is the first three minutes of this movie are fucking dog shit garbage, yeah. and. Um, to such an extent, I, I will say, Nocturnal Animals to me is one of my favorite films of the year, one of my favorite stories I've been told this year, and so important to me that I probably would have put this in my top ten, if not top five. Like, that is how much this movie really impacted me, and I, I think it is really well-written and well-structured. The thing they do in the opening credits of this movie is so is such a terrible choice for the film that I would remove it entirely from my top ten. Does someone say, "Hey, we gotta get the golden there, buddy"? No, no, no. This is no. This is actually important to the film. Um, <laughs> there's more gold for us to get. There's gold. There's gold in the truck. <laughs> Who's shooting at us? Who's shooting at us? Oh my god! So much shooting at us. It's coming from over there. No. Yeah, so, uh, Ryan, Ryan, you'll appreciate this because I you'll. I I can't wait for the look on your face when I actually say this. No, yeah. the whole first three minutes of this movie, um, wh- during the credits, uh, while the credits are scrolling, is just um, footage of naked obese women holding sparklers and dancing. Why? Um, no, right. yeah, good, no, yeah, good exactly. Question. It's tonally a complete red herring for the film. It it distances its audience from it. Like you could oh, feel no, like this. Right <laughs> <laughs> you could you could feel you could feel like this weird tension in the theater during that sequence. It means nothing. Especially it's not a cool. Yeah, it's not a good <laughs> metaphor for the story that's happening. Mm. Um, it, it, and all it does is it now now it's a it's a movie that is really smart that I could have recommended to my folks. That now I'm like. Okay, so if I recommend this to anyone, they have to sit through three minutes of this. And it's not even the content. It's not that. It's that it's... It means nothing to the rest of the film. It misleads the audience into thinking they are seeing a different movie and making you think about stuff that has nothing to do with Mm. the movie. So for the first five or ten minutes, I'm like trying to decipher what the hell this shit means, which completely distracts me from... What is actually right after that a pretty good beginning to this movie yeah. that does set you off in a in a tone because it is a movie with with these conflicting tones because you're watching these two different stories. Sounds like almost all the kind of independent films I hate. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it is so like it, it's just a terrible choice for this because I think the trailer is really interesting. Oh, yeah. It is, and and it's too bad. I mean, genuinely, I, if I told anybody to see this movie, which I I would because I do really love it. I, I would, would tell like, them to skip the first three minutes. Like, yeah. just fast forward through it. Like, because it, get it, your popcorn, just take your time, get in the theater when you can. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah, like, if you can just hang out and wait until you see Amy Adams, like, then, then sit down. Yeah. Because it is a terrible choice. And there's so many things you could have done to set up this story better. Because um, it talks about an amazing set of themes, and, and like, it, it is a very interesting, good movie to see that I think is going to keep its audiences at a distance and turn a lot of people off yeah. that would otherwise love this movie. 
Um, it's really a shocking kind of shame. Um, so anyway, but yeah, that's what I watched. You can continue with what you've watched. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one who talked about it, but I think we, you and I talked about it at yeah. length yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you said pretty much everything I was going to say. Yeah, so. I liked it a bit more than him. Like I can look past that. Like yeah. it's still in. If I'm here for film explosion, it'll probably be in my top ten. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that it won't be. Mm-hmm. I just have to like reconcile that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I it is like artistically such a dumb. Dumb choice. It's a film that I like the more I think about it. Yeah, so. me too. No, me too. Should me too. I get Tom Ford on the phone for you? So yes, you please. Just... This is like, I, I've said many times that if I ever met uh, Peter Jackson, I have one question for him, which is, how come there's no lights in, in the marshes? Because you've got Gollum running around going like, don't follow the lights, and then the lights aren't in the scene. Like, it's, it's such a broken sec- section of that movie. And the same thing would be true. If I ever met Tom Ford, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you screw up the beginning of Nocturnal Animals? Well, that's a terrible way to open up a conversation with Tom Ford. <laughs> well, yeah. Duh, um, hi, hi, I'm James Hart. What the fuck's your problem, bro? my fucking day. <laughs> uh, um, the only thing I would also say about it is that, like, it's when you think thriller directed by a fashion designer, it's exactly what it looks exactly how you think. So I think it's, I think it's a well made film. I think it no, it's a well made film. It's just that, yeah. like, that's the other thing I would want to mention. Yeah. Um, oh no. Since oh. I'm in the <laughs> since I'm in the mood, uh, I also watched Yoga Hosers this week. Oh, what did you think of Yoga Hosers? Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was Snapchatting with Henry the entire yeah. time. Yeah. So just like every twenty every like fifteen minutes, I would just send Henry like a, a another picture. part of like you watching the scene and then your face looking mad. Like <laughs> <sighs> this movie is complete garbage. How did you um, not die of an aneurysm? It. I wanted to. I really wanted to die during this movie. I miss. I miss Kevin Smith so much. Mm-hmm. Like this movie makes me absolutely furious with him for being so completely up his own ass. Like even putting. What's terrible is the funniest part of the movie is at the very end of the credits when he and Mosier uh, like come in and they play the section of Smodcast where the phrase "yoga hosers" was introduced. And the funniest part about it is Mosier. Like, the whole section is Mosier making good jokes and Kevin laughing at it. So why he took that and then went and made this completely atrocious pile of garbage that is not just not, just not funny, but poorly made? Like, Kevin Smith is better than this. We'd even talk about how the bad the CGI is on the sausages when we, when we saw it. No, it's... It looks... For a $3 million movie to look... Like, I get the budget's low, but you kind of know somebody in the business who can make that make that CGI look a little bit better. No, the, you the, don't! Don't make a movie about tiny little sausage Nazis! <laughs> That's the answer! God, like, don't even... It's not even... Or at least, don't do it unless you can make it funny. Like, I, I would forgive the CGI if any of it were funny. Kevin Smith running around dressed up like a weird sausage saying random German words isn't funny. And it's certainly not funny when it's, it's you know, bookended with shots of his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter just phoning in terrible dialogue. Like, we've got wieners. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a joke. That was a joke. Was we've got wieners? Was a joke I don't know in the what movie. I found funnier Henry's laugh or the fact that he just turned and looked at football after that. Oh, <laughs> more of the conversation. Right, like, like oh. it is. It's unbelievable how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and and uh, I would rather watch Kickboxer Vengeance than this thing because mm-hmm. Kickboxer Vengeance, dang, like 
I don't know, can hold a storyline. It's it, it's it, no Kickbox of Vengeance is trying to do less. What was your that's the of reason. Ralph Garman in the movie? I it, um, do you like Ralph Garman doing imp- impersonations? Because he's done it better. For you. He's done it better in other places. <laughs> I mean, I I hesitate to say he's the funniest part of the movie because I didn't laugh at him. Mm. Um, he's the least offensive part. He plays a hundred or a, a sixty year old Nazi who's been frozen, and he is the least offensive part of the film. This is so. I, 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 it's. Unbelievable how bad that movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the now, like. Now, how much? How much did you pay for it? I paid four ninety nine. Okay, we paid two dollars more. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, um, wait. Four ninety nine. Four dollars. <coughs> I yeah. I paid. I oh, rented so it on Amazon. More than us. <laughs> Great. Uh, it doesn't. It's not about the money. It's about the time that's being wasted by a guy who once was good and can make good movies and is turning out creative dog shit right now because he's too high and people are giving him money and encouragement to do dumb things because he's listening to an audience of people who are also too high. Like, I, I get that he's angry and that like the criticism or whatever. Like, he doesn't want to listen to critics and he says this is an apology to critics. I don't give a fuck. Like, if he were actually making art that I felt like he had his heart in, I'd be fine with it. Because when I look at Red State and I go, Red State's a brilliant film that is so well made and breaks so many rules and does amazing things by breaking those rules. And then I look at this and go, was this filmed by a 12-year-old? It, it's, it doesn't look like Kevin Smith. It's not funny like Kevin Smith. He has Every film that he's ever made is more coherent than this. So I don't know what happened. Like, how do you give the guy more money than he made than, than he had making Clerks, and I get a movie that looks markedly worse than that? If it had been filmed on VHS, it would have looked good. Like I, like I said in my review, it's not it's not for me. It wasn't made for me. I I don't think it was made for Kevin. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on to good things. Uh, I also got a chance to see Richard Linklater's uh, Everybody Wants Some, yeah. uh, which, if you like Days and Confused, it's like that, but with 80s stuff. Uh, yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's got some really funny moments in it. Uh, it's worth checking out. You can get it on, on Amazon and other places. Um, yeah, you know, it, uh, I think, Henry, you, you got a chance to see it, right? Yeah, I saw it a while ago. Uh, it's in my top ten right now. It's like number nine, number ten right now. Sure. Um, I really, really liked it. I think all the characters are really fun to be around. It's not like a film that like you're going to go and be like, oh, I'm moved. I think differently now. No. It's more like you go in and you're going to hang out with these people for yeah. like an hour and a half or whatever. And it's, Which is great. Yeah. It, it kind of feels like, you know, a, 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 a number of the B-plots from Freaks and Geeks taped together. Yeah. Right? Which, honestly, those B-plots were, they felt a lot like Richard Linklater B-plots. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all the, same, the same pool. The only thing I would also say is that I did not like... Uh, Days and Confused, but I did like this film. Oh, okay. So if you did, so if you're thinking like, oh, I didn't like Days and Confused, yeah. don't dismiss this film. I would say so. that that there are fewer unlikable characters here. Yeah, if that makes sense, right? Like all, all of the characters, when 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 these characters are giving each other a hard time or like do, picking yeah. on each other or hazing each other, I really appreciate their sort of brotherhood yeah. better than I do in in Days and, like, and like there are like characters that are like unlikable. But they're interesting enough characters that I can still go along with it. Uh, yes, like agreed. the guy that's like super angry all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the uh, very last thing was I got a chance to start watching the Grand Tour, uh, which is basically Top Gear but on Amazon. Um, it's it's literally Top Gear again. 
uh, but now it's made on Amazon. Um, and it's really good. Uh, it seems like I, I've only watched the first episode. Uh, it seems like they're going to do a bit more globe trekking than the original show did. Um, and they, uh, so like every episode takes place in a different city in the world, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and hopefully we'll lead, you know, cause the, the truth is about Top Gear is that the specials were always the best episodes of Top Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this will sort of feel like there's a little bit of a special in every episode. Um, definitely looks really cool. Those guys are still really funny. Um, and cars or something. I don't know. I don't give a shit about cars, but that show is good. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely worth checking out if you've got an Amazon Prime membership. So I do. Good. That's one of the benefits of being a Prime member. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Also, I get deals that nobody else does. You, you do. Like, I get Angie Tribeca season one coming to me for six bucks. Yeah. Dang, mm-hmm. yeah. It's totally worth it. That, movie, that show's awesome. Zach, yeah. what'd you watch? Uh, Brad, <laughs> talk about movies for four hours long. <laughs> mm, and it was awesome. Because mm. I like his reviews. I, I, I think, Brad, you did pretty well with your list. Yeah, you, did. you did. A, you did a, you did you a did fine this job, in so. record timing. I crushed, like, four weeks of stuff in, yeah. like, under 30 minutes. Yeah. That's why I said it was awesome. <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic. Um... I, I didn't watch that much this week. Um, I went through um, my Criterion collection because nice. I was um, uh, just trying to – I'm trying to figure out which ones I should buy and not buy. And um, But the two that – I've talked about one of them before, but the other two I haven't talked about are The Great Dictator and Modern Times. Mm-hmm. So I watched Modern Times. Um, it's – it, 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 it's probably my second favorite Chaplin film, only by the one that I uh, – other one that I saw this week – um, it's, it's, it's engaging, it's smart, it's very clever mm-hmm. with its, uh, ability to translate the feeling about union work, workmanship and the, the factory level mentality of the time, especially with the, with the birth of the machine age, mm-hmm. um, being so close to that film's release, how he's able to create comedy out of this worker's mentality of, um, uh, of the punch in punch out world, um, and the still, I, I always feel like his ending images are always the most striking. And the ending image on this one is he's walk, he's marching down the street inadvertently with a white flag um, or like a white cloth, mm-hmm. and everybody thinks he's marching for workers' rights. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people who are part of a strike join him in this march. He's just dancing up the street, and then the cops break it up, and then they just chase Chaplin down the street. Yeah, and I just thought it was funny. Like, it's not necessarily like gutbuster. It's not the it's it's not the gold rush. Um, uh, the potato. Potatoes, sequ- yeah. It's not the potato sequence, but it's really funny the way it's just like inadvertently like leading a march of some kind of any yeah. kind. Like any time a parade happens for no reason, I'm always right. just enchanted. Um, so um, uh, it was really good. The the Criterion Blu-ray has a a ton of great special features, including a French documentary on the making of the uh, the film and also how its impact on cinema has lasted the test of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, only other film that I saw this week was uh, The Great Dictator mm. um, on Criterion. Uh, watched all the features on that. That film is my favorite Chaplin film of all time, mm. um, mainly because – and it's not just because it's the one where he finally talks. but And I know a lot of people – give credence to that speech mm-hmm. where um, he, that he gives at the end about um, uh, let us all unite. Yeah. The let us all unite speech. Um, I, I, I honestly think the, the funniest one of the, there's two great <coughs> moments in that movie that sell me 
on loving this movie so much, and they're and they're within the first twenty minutes of the movie. Um, <clears throat> the first ones where they're about to uh, launch this huge ass missile in World War One, and it just plops mm-hmm. and just goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second one is when Adenoid Hinkle basically. If you don't know the story of the Great Dictator, it's the story of Adenoid Hinkle, um, who's like an Adolf Hitler cipher, um, trying to yeah. get a uh, uh, establish a relationship with Benito Mussolini's yeah. cipher for this movie. I can't remember Mussolini's uh, cipher name at the moment, but um, and at the same time, it's also about a Jewish barber who uh, has amnesia and doesn't realize that uh, during the time he's had amnesia. Um, the uh, Jewish population is being scolded and uh, uh, hated upon by these uh, Adenoid Hinkleites. So, um, but Adenoid Hinkle is giving a speech, and the microphones start moving with elastic, like rubber, like going like like he'll speak into the microphone, and the microphone will bend back <laughs> with him, um, or like he'll be speaking into a microphone that revolves like one of those twister ones yeah and it just starts going like uh he'll be like forgotten, 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 and it just keeps spinning with his with his motions yeah. like with it with his speech it keeps spinning um so it's just it's a funny sequence and then um it's shot beautifully the globe sequence uh looks great in hd mm. like the whole thing looks great in hd um and in fact like because i had watched gold rush previously the 25 yeah. version yeah and i was amazed how great it looked on blu-ray then yeah well, this film was neatly preserved because he didn't change anything. Mm. So there was no need to grab prints and whatnot. Yeah. So this film just looks beautiful by default. I think black and white film cleans up really nice on HD. Oh, it does. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. Um, you watch Casablanca on Blu-ray, it looks fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, the only other criterion that I own, to be or not to be, I can't believe that they have um, a print that pristine of that movie because it seems like one that should have been lost. But yeah. it looks beautiful. Criterion yeah. really cares. Yeah, <laughs> Criterion cares. CC. <laughs> so that's all I watched this week. Cool. Fuck. <laughs> I, finally, uh, I just watched a few things. I, I finally got uh, watched the uh, Scream Factory's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I haven't seen the movie in so long, and I forgot how like zany it is. Is the buzz back? It is. It looks. I mean, it looks great. I, I've never seen this movie look so good. Like uh, I remember... Even on the Blu-ray I gave you, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a good transfer, but it had like a copper tinge to it. Um, this one, yeah. uh, like, washes all that out, and then now you just sit there and bask in the blues and the reds. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I just forgot. You know, there's parts where Leatherface attacks the lady, and he uses his chainsaw as like his dick, and it's it's just bizarre. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd have to watch it. it. It's really out of context. Can't I can't, des- can't describe it. I can't it for describe it. I, I had zoned out because horror movies, and then you said that, and I was like, wait, what? And then there's a dude who. Well, I guess he didn't get killed by getting hit in the head by a hammer. No, 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 no. no. He, gets, <laughs> he gets skinned alive. Too. Yeah, he's. Because you see him, and he's going like, run, run. <laughs> uh, you know, again, my only complaint sometimes with the early Chainsaw films is the lead actress. It's like 30 minutes of her screaming constantly. And it kind of wears on you. And, oh. and uh, if she could just die already, wouldn't it be great? No, not necessarily die, but she just stops screaming. Yeah, yeah. or I at mean, least if they focus on something else other than the yeah. Screen, because so. I mean, the movie's fun, and when Bill Mosley's chasing her through like the caverns and the thing is fun, but she just keeps on screaming and screaming and screaming, even when he's I'm like, Ugh, "Fuck, stop screaming!" And I was watching it, I was like, "Man, where do I know this actress from?" And uh, she's uh, she's in Leprechaun Three, is what I knew her from. But yeah, the, uh, thank you. The movie's the movie's fun. 
Uh, the Scream Factory special edition is awesome. It has uh, tons of new interviews, and it carries over like the hour and twenty minute documentary. That's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Brad, Brad actually gave your son a chip. I know, as if he were a real person. He didn't even like lick it first. No, I was just oh. saying you just take a chip and then hand him the can. <laughs> I was yeah. just helping the podcast stay on Thank track. You. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also watched another Scream Factory movie that came out this year. It's called Bite. Uh, it's about this bachelorette party that goes down to Puerto Rico, or yeah, I think it's Puerto Rico. No, maybe it's Costa Rica. One of those ones I can't remember. Oh, please say sharks. No, she oh, gets man. bit by a bug. What? And it uh, like. It's basically the fly. If the fly wasn't as good, um, <laughs> is there no? Re- is it just like she gets bit by the bug and turns into a bug? Yeah, so pretty not, much. There's not like a cool story there. Pretty much. I mean, she keeps on changing it to something like gross things happen. So it's it's one of those like body altering horror films. Sure. Um, and and it suffers too because like the movie's not bad. I wouldn't say it's a bad film. Like as a horror film, it's serviceable, but sometimes the the acting in it fluctuates. And when I watch the special features and it's a first-time director, I think that's probably maybe why. It's because yeah. he doesn't recognize. And it's not a knock on him. I mean, overall, I mean, the effects in it are really good. It's shot pretty well. But the acting's uneven. Like, some parts that lead actress, she's really great in. And then other times, you're like, wow. So maybe he just didn't un- un- know, like, what ones to pull or something. I yeah. don't know. Does she do a series of pull-ups? No. Darn it. And there's no, like, birth of a larva or anything so if well, why am i watching this movie ryan <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to borrow it <laughs> but i mean the the gore effects in it are pretty cool um I, I like the transformation of her and it's only like 85 minutes it goes by really fast cool um, yeah. uh and then i watched two movies that came out this year i saw neighbors 2 hmm. um which How is it, it it's still really it's pretty funny Good. um yeah yeah it's just them being funny yeah like yeah. i can't really describe why it's funny because yeah. the jokes in it are just goofy. Better um, or worse than Central Intelligence? Uh, I like Central Intelligence more. Right. I did too as well. Yeah, because I, I actually yeah. think Central Intelligence is really funny. Yeah. I, I haven't seen either of them yet, so they're, they're both on my like, my list well, of things to check out. Well, you can borrow them if out. you want. Right. Or, I mean, if you want to go to Best Buy right now, they're six bucks each. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'll borrow them. Um, I, don't, I don't need to own Central Intelligence forever. For sure? I d- I'm not sure. Exactly. What, if it, bar- up, what if it ends up being your number four film of the year? Then I can buy it after Right now, I've it's still my favorite it. comedy this year. Really? Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, that means a lot. Um, so, yeah. So, that uh, so Neighbors 2 is fun. I mean, it's, it, it, is, it is fun seeing uh, females in the role of, like, the douchebags. You don't sure. see yeah. too often. Yeah. Um, How progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really Neighbors 2. Progressive. <laughs> yeah. Women can be assholes, too. <laughs> My, my favorite scene is actually when um, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen are talking about why they're horrible parents. Yeah. And uh, Seth Rogen's talking about it. He said, one night when she was six months old, I fucking forgot she was here and I went and got a gordita because I was stoned. She almost fucking died for a gordita. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was really funny. Awesome. Uh, and the other movie I watched is uh, Mechanic Resurrection <gasps> Ooh. with uh, my boy Statham. I don't know why I got excited. Um, is it good? <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, it's better than kickboxer kickboxer vengeance kickboxer right. <laughs> uh, and i mean here's the thing with statham films is they never ascend to a, like a super high level yeah. of lock stock smoking barrels or uh, like i really love the bank shop i think that's his best movie yeah um that's a good movie or snatch you know what i mean yeah no so no. when he's not working with guy Ritchie, i gotta put up with you know b movie action stuff right um 
and uh, and it, again, it's not it's not it's actually pretty fun. So in it, if you've seen the original mechanic, which I actually think is a cool movie too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he supposedly dies at the end or fakes his own death, and he's living the good life in Rio de Janeiro. Well, why does everything take place in Rio now? Cheap, probably. Yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so then he's found by this arms dealer and they want him you know to they want him to help they want arthur bishop to help this arms dealer and he doesn't want anything to do with it so he does this like escape on a hang glider kind of thing and yeah. it's pretty awesome uh the only bummer with the movie is there's a lot of green screen in it shoot and you can tell yep because uh the color uh timing is not right in it right oh, yeah yeah so it looks brighter than it should be. I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense. And no, at all. it Maybe, makes total, I, I know exactly. How okay, brighter, brighter and softer. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in it, I mean, it's pretty. There's some pretty cool. There's some pretty badass action scenes, uh, and he ends up. So the reason he's being courted is because this arms dealer wants him to kill the other like arms dealers in the world. So he's the number one arms dealer, and he does it by kidnapping his girlfriend Jessica Alba. Who, it's stupid. Um, she doesn't need to be in it. Mm-hmm. Because she's really there. It, I wait, 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 wait. Is she in a bikini on yes. the cover? Uh, in the on the cover, no. But she's in oh. a bikini for like half the movie. Yeah. Right. yeah. So she's then like that's that's why movie. they put her in the movie, man. Yeah. I mean, she's, I bet she, that's in the trailer. I I literally haven't seen a trailer for this well, movie. I know nothing about it. And they also so. have like wasted roles, like Michelle Yeoh's in it, but she's like in it for like ten minutes, oh. and she's like his liaison and on some island. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. And you can tell he's just getting there there for the paycheck. He's totally not even yeah. acting. Yeah. Um, for for the record, nothing against uh, uh, Jennifer uh, Jessica Alba. I I like her. I am a longtime defender of Into the Blue. I'm just saying that th- yeah, that no, would be I, I mean, a, you would put her in that movie to do just to sell the movie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, it was still fun. I mean, yeah. It, it's obviously not going to be in like my top ten or anything, but yeah. it's still fun. Cool. 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 What? And uh, me and Kellen have also watched a bunch of little Einsteins. Oh, good. So, good, you know. Good, good. How are those? They're yeah, pretty they, good. They teach you stuff, right? Yeah. Music based. Do they teach you how to wipe your nose on Brad's sleeve? Because. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I watched this week. So, uh, awesome. I have a few more 2016 movies I'll be watching. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get caught up <laughs> on my. The, I've been so busy. Like I worked 75 hours this week. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I try to cram as much as I can in my weekend. Oh, dude, I uh, I, st- I finally started building my top 10 list. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm at like, well, after this weekend, I'm at like 62 movies that I saw from this year, and then there's I don't know 40 or something like that that I missed, and then you know another 16 that are coming up this year. So I'm like, how am I gonna watch? 56 films in the next four <laughs> weeks. Well, I don't think this is going to happen. Two, and you know, with my little guy, my wife working so much. Yeah. yeah. Like, the movie Bite, I mean, I he fell asleep, but something like, I still have to watch Neon Demon, which Brad let me borrow, but yeah. something tells me I need to sit and like pay attention to that movie. Yes. Where Bite, I can get up and pause it and come back and yeah. be like, oh, right. yeah. now she has mucus coming out of her fucking leg. <laughs> right. um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. Fifty six films before the end of the year. I'm not actually gonna watch only all three. Some only some of take them a half an hour for lunch. Right. Yeah. Some of them are like, are you know, some of them are shit like yoga hosers that I shouldn't waste my time on, but have to. Um, have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so socially obligated uh, to chime in on. Yeah. Uh, so this is what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Oh yeah. DVD releases and Blu-rays. 
Pete's Dragon is coming out on Blu-ray this week, which Ryan should totally get, because uh, so, he and his son will enjoy that movie. Um, it is okay. It is, it is a good time done all right. Don't Breathe is out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, so, Henry, now yeah, you, you have a chance to, to see that. That was, that was okay. Uh, the BFG, the worst Steven Spielberg movie ever made, is out on Blu-ray this week, so you can all avoid that. It makes me sad that it's a Steven Spielberg film. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, does yeah, yeah. The movie's really bad. Yeah, um, absolutely fabulous. The movie. All you Brits out there. Um, that was the worst trailer I saw all year. So, but maybe it's great. I don't know. Uh, the wildlife, which is some animated, animated movie, movie that I've never heard of. Um, white girl. Oh, white girl. <laughs> Henry, tell me about white girl. Oh, white girl's the wor- the best comedy of the year without it trying to be. Oh my god, white girl's such a piece of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I did it. I did an art house ass review on this. Go read that review. This don't watch the movie though. It's still one of my favorite articles you've written because I think it's so funny. Oh my god. Um, all right, here's some here's some gold right here uh, from Arrow this week. The Driller Thriller. Uh, uh, driller getting, killer. Or sorry, the drill. Yeah, sorry, the driller killer. I was Steelbook. already thinking about. Yeah, so there's a steelbook edition. <laughs> I was just realizing that since I opened this, they changed the artwork here on Amazon because when I opened it, it was a different cover that was like a, a, it was a dude drilling into the dude's eye, which I think is what the steelbook art is. Uh, yeah, the I think one, the one I've got open here is not the steelbook. There's like two. I think there's two editions. I think one's a limited edition, and then because that's what Arrow usually does with. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the steelbook is the one that has the. Uh, the like it's a drill drilling into a guy's forehead, and there's blood everywhere, and it's that, it's Such just a great a, it's an awesome yeah. that's an awesome cover. Uh, the blood the sorry the blood runs in rivers, and the drill keeps tearing through flesh and bone. That's, <laughs> hang on, that's like just too much detail to not really say See, anything. Arrow puts out really weird movies. Yeah. I mean, I bought Microwave Massacre, yeah. and I'm still on the fence with Driller Killer. There yeah. is, is there like a, a like small a small appliances trilogy? Like just, <laughs> here's, here's horror really movies where be. like small appliances are used to kill people. Uh, Blender Blood Rage. Is that the Biggles? Uh, yeah, Biggles Adventures in Time. I have no idea what the hell this is. That, that sounds like a word Donald Trump made up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got Peter Cushing in it uh, from John Hugh. Not Hughes, just just John, John Hugh, just John Hugh, <laughs> um, and it's got a some I think a lady in a in, in a, a coat in a coat running with a pistol, I running think away from both a wait. helicopter and a biplane. Yes, um. yes, both of which. Well, <laughs> yeah, and a bridge, and a uh, bridge, and I think she's Jesus because she's 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 running on water. <laughs> Send the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm confused. Back to the Futures, the Complete Adventures is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which I thought this was already out once, but is this the bread? It's the same thing, just without the flux capacitor. Oh, oh, oh okay. Box. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knights of Sidonia 2, uh, which is like an anime thing or yeah, something. I haven't even heard of that, but that's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, Baked in Brooklyn, which is a movie with Alexander Daddario and Josh Brenner, uh, Ooh, which is some pretty. little indie indie funny movie or something. Let me guess, they're baked in Brooklyn. Yeah. I love movies about hipsters in Brooklyn. Uh, there's they're a... so original. You're a, a hipster in Brooklyn now. I am, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the new art house cinema <laughs> to see the, what Lars Van Tier is The new out. art house cinema for him is the Brooklyn Alamo Draft House. So yeah. that could be worse. <laughs> All these people are making me look bad. That's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, lastly, there is a blue release of F- Finders Keepers, uh, which is a Michael or a Beverly G- D'Angelo, Michael O'Keefe comedy with a cool Mad 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 World style cover. Yeah, the cover's really it. cool, actually. Yeah. So James, I, I can I buy Pete's Dragon it. without seeing it. Uh yes. I I think that you will feel like Pete's Dragon is a good three star Disney film at the very least. All right. Uh, you can watch it with your son, and he'll go a dragon, and you'll go or or he'll go a dinosaur or something. <laughs> I don't know. And it'll be cute, and like you'll feel good about like you'll get all your warm and fuzzies out of it. And you is know, that it's cal- is that your it's just fun. impression? A dragon. No, that's that's my impression of Ryan reacting to. Oh no, I guess that is my impression of Kellen. <laughs> a dragon. <laughs> that's that's James's impression of me being Kellen. A dragon. A dragon. <laughs> It's a dragon. Hey, it's a dinosaur. Some pepperoni. Um, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> here, here, Dad. I squeezed this pepperoni to death. Thanks. Eat it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now he knows to feed the dog. Uh, anyway, that anyways. is everything coming out on Blu-ray this week. What's coming out uh, for real news? It's real news. Oh, Brad, news. reach for the microphone. He has something. Uh, this was a sad week in everywhere. Um, <laughs> James doesn't give a shit. So. Yeah, fuck, fuck Brad. This uh, is all that's fine. Uh, Florence Henderson died this week at the ripe old age of 82, so good job, Florence Henderson. Um, America's mom. Yeah. Uh, also, as of yesterday, uh, Ron Glass died at 71. Ron Glass was the, the, the preacher in Firefly, um, as well as a number of other things. He was on Star Trek for a while and that kind of stuff. So, or he's, you know, he did I thought it was the villain from Unbreakable. Uh, but no, no, you racist fuck. Glass. Sorry. That's <laughs> what the... <laughs> Not all black people look the same. That's, That's Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. L. Jackson. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, I got the non-racist joke I ab- you were making. I ab- <laughs> Thank you, Henry. I apologize to all of our listeners. Um... No, no, no. Ryan Glass. It's uh, about the name, not the it's, race. It's uh, too bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Funny funny news or nice news? Let's go with nice news. Uh, the trailer for Silence came out this week, uh, and I think that Martin Scorsese is making a movie for me. I know. Uh, like, straight up. Because uh, I'd pretty much written him off at this point and just been like, yeah, he likes characters I don't like. And then everything about this tr- trailer, I'm like... It looks fascinating. Yeah. I mean, i got to set aside a whole fucking weekend, but... Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like three and a half hours. Yeah. Like, uh... Right. No, um, they cut it down. Oh, now just three hours. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like, yeah, they have to sell it to a to America. Yeah, Batman, Superman, that shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, but yeah, I, I, the extended I version is recut. It's it's rearranged. Yeah, can't wait for Wonder Woman to show up at the end and save the day. So instead uh, of the ultimate edition, it'll be the ultimate crucifixion. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, James, oh. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, join my marketing team. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, Marty, I can know how to sell this for you. <laughs> uh, I only have one more thing, Brad. Do you have, do you have something you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, maybe I missed it, but over the past four weeks, did any of you celebrate the fact that Yui Bowl is retiring from directing? I don't celebrate that. I like. Oh, was that I, this I, week I, that uh, happened? It seems so it's long been in the last ago. Weeks, that I, yeah. just I thought he was care. dead. <laughs> I, I thought I, he was I, sodomized I, to death in a German prison. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen anything he's made since he made that Holocaust movie. Um, he made a Holocaust movie. Yeah, he made a serious Holocaust movie. That's yeah. a bad I choice. Didn't, I didn't see it. Um, a German but, director made a serious Holocaust movie. Uh, yes. All right. Um, Alrighty then. But no, I mean, I, I like I like Uwe Boll. He's a crazy pants like who makes complete garbage. 
that then I get don't to see that. and laugh yeah, at. Like, and then he threw a tantrum about not getting money for his movies from his fans. Right, so. like he was he was also completely scamming the, the German government and yeah. like using tax breaks in order to make money making terrible films. Like, I don't know. Him retiring is like non news. Oh. I guess I don't know. It's pretty because I, I, like I want him to keep. Round. You know, there's only yeah. one Jason Statham movie I don't own. Is it is it the name of the king? Yeah, that's a great movie, and by great I mean fucking terrible. Yeah, his character's name in that is Farmer. Yeah, well, it's because in the video game that character's name is Farmer because you get to name the character. That's still not a good excuse. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Excuse. I'm just no. There there are no excuses for Uwe Boll movies. There there just aren't. I, I still, I saw that movie in theaters. I still hold if when people ask me the worst film of all time, I always say it's House of the Dead, and I have yet to see a movie that takes a place. Independence Day Resurgence, close. <laughs> <laughs> you can get that at Best Buy 2 now for 6 bucks. It is bucks. not that bad. I don't want to buy it. And there's, there's a whole stand of it because no one gives a shit about that. Oh, no, it's not a shit. good movie. It's just not the worst piece of shit it ever. Is. I would rather watch that than Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Are you serious? Yes. Dang, that's, that's at least, pretty at least, at least fantastic. At least Independence Day moves. Like, <laughs> there's some shiny shit to look at. That's, that's, at least the CGI doesn't offend me. Um, the CGI, I haven't seen either one of them, but the, for, based on both trailers, the CGI in Independence Day was much worse and offensive. Oh, than no. Yes. no. No, 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 see, no, no, no. See, no. this is the problem James has with some films, is he refuses to even, like, he has a preconceived, like, screen for him. No, so okay. So he's like, you can't even make that argument. Right, bro, no. Zach went with me to that movie. I genuinely wanted that movie to be good. I was excited for that movie. It is really too bad that there aren't any characters in it and that it's poorly made. Anyway. Uh, I disagree. Uh, Independence Day. You're wrong. At least I know what the characters in Independence Day want. They want to not die by aliens. Yeah, so they're um, driving a boat away from a shitty CGI tidal wave. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, that part's really terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the movie is a shit stain. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not bad. Just saying it's stain. not. We're arguing about like what what two terrible things are worse than each other. No, I think Fantastic Beasts is a good movie. Well, you're crazy. Yeah, and you're wrong. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what else you have? Brad? Uh, did you talk about the fact that Brian Fuller stepped down as showrunner for Star Trek Discovery? No, really, I didn't hear me, about that. It just made wow. me sad. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. But Michelle Yeoh is going to be the captain, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, it. But my I'm, hope, I'm my hope is that he's he had enough influence on it. Like some of the writers that he hired are still are still running the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still working on it. He's just yeah, not in he's charge. not showrunner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's is, because uh, of American Gods. Like yeah. it's because American Gods is paying more money. He took that job when he didn't have a job. Right, like because it's a it's a straight to internet TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, it it made sense, and honestly, I mean, because I think I talked about this back when he announced American Gods. Like, you know, the guy can't run two shows at the same time. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, well, I I still have hope. At the end of the day, we can't be too sad for them making Star Trek, right? Like, yeah. it, At least it at least it is a Star Trek TV show, you know. Uh, and but he's, no, he's still I developed. He probably. You know. Right, yeah, like he still has a hand on the direction and the feel and that kind of stuff. Um, have they announced a director for the first episode? Okay. Not that I Because that'll be a big deal. Yeah. Um, like, Do they know who's replacing the showrunner? I uh, think they said it was one of the writers. I think, yeah, something like that. two of the writers. Okay. No one I, I Nothing, noticed. No one yeah. Yeah. But also, it was supposed to debut in January 2017, so yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, probably not. Um, very last thing was that, uh, you know, I, I've been really worried a lot lately, guys, because... You know, Paul W. Sanderson is wrapping up his his Resident Evil uh, series, and I, I don't. Oh yeah, I mean, what I don't know what I'm going to look forward to. 
um, after that's over. Like how uh, like, Underworld? <laughs> well, no, Underworld. Underworld's not bad enough. Like it, it's it's just good enough. Yeah, to... I'm just saying that you said we have to look for after. I think it goes okay. Underworld, then Resident Evil, Resident Evil, then Underworld in January. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. like two weeks. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, they are. They are. Um, but the good news is, you know, he's he's making a Monster Hunter movie. And he really wants that to start a whole universe of Monster Hunter movies. So imagine a, a, a series of films where some random monsters have to be hunted in some kind of giant basement. Uh, and people get locked into giant basements with giant monsters. Uh, I'm just saying, it could be great. It, we, it could be great. Uh, it, could, it could just save the gutter uh, from losing one of its bests. So, James, you yes. hear this? Uh, that this is that's just Zach smacking what? his head against the wall as hard as he possibly what movie can. What did you watch, Kellen? I gotta watch Mickey movie. You gotta watch a Mickey, Mickey, Mickey movie. movie. What is a Mickey movie about? I gotta watch Mickey Christmas. Christmas. What, what did they get in it? What they get I, for? I got presents. Yeah. They got presents. Did they unwrap the presents? Who else was in the movie? Please help me, some. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who else was in the movie? It's a Christmas tree. A Christmas oh, there was tree. a Christmas tree. Um. Wait, is Donald in it? <laughs> what does Donald Duck say? Ribbit. <laughs> Ribbit? <laughs> Pretty true. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> is he in the movie? Dad, I just want to take the mic. I just want to take the mic. That, that's what Kellen watched this week. <laughs> that's so, so guys, when are we going to have time to do Film Explosion 2016? Because oh, no. the first week of January is Underworld. Have to see it. Week two is Monster Trucks. Ha- we yeah. have Whoa. to see that as well. Um, <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, week two or week three Stop. is a. Uh, Triple X, the, resur- the return oh of Xander Cage. God. Okay, we have oh to see that. And then Triple X, yeah. And it's then so the- strange that the, the top three films of the year are coming out week after week in January. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fourth week of January is Resident high. Evil. So. Wow. Scratch that top four movies of the year. So. Okay, I'm going to posit that we do it the first week and then review Underworld its second week in out. place of Monster Trucks. Yes. yes. Well, didn't like you? Uh, didn't we record uh, Film Social 2015 like, in December? It was like the last week of December. Uh, Maybe yeah. like December 3rd. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because they put movies out on Christmas and they That's don't true, put anything yeah. else out. Yeah. Um, and so, there, yeah, a, a couple of times we've, like, we've done it sort yeah, of yeah. between. So why don't we just do it in between Christmas well, and New Year's Day? Yeah. Well, what releases the... Cause, oh, Because their yes. Underworld is until oh, yeah. the 7th. So the, the, the problem with that... <laughs> is What comes out on Christmas? Well, the the two Assassin's big ones. Creed, we don't really yeah. need to... The, the problem with it is that sometimes what will happen is we don't get to review a movie... It just shows up in somebody's top ten, right? So I, I think like Hateful Eight did that, right? Where yeah. we didn't have an episode where we reviewed Hateful Eight. It just popped up, well, you know. So you well, don't get the to problem talk about is it. on Correct. Christmas. They did have one, and you railed did against them. Oh yeah, that's a terrible movie. But I, uh, I was just using it as an example. Christmas is why him, and then the yeah. and passengers. passengers. Oh okay, yeah. So, no, so passengers. Oh, it's the twenty first. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really exactly. So if you if you do that, Assassin's Creed. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, it might work. Is if there's a weekend there. Then yeah, because the, then then the twenty eighth is a big day with fences and. Oh hell yeah, fences! Uh, oh, the, like the, I don't no. think you mind. It's like I don't know if you care, but it will be like a revenant type situation where uh, 
technically yes. Silence and Live by Night will be 2016 yeah. releases. We, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Like, so. if they won't show the movie in the state we're living in... Then that's not that's not our problem. It'll, it'll get onto 2017's top yeah. ten list, right? Like, yeah. there's there's already a couple movies like yeah. that where, like... Didn't Whipl- if, wasn't Whiplash on tw- oh, 2015 God, list? I don't want to talk about Whiplash because that one... Yeah, no, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, or in this case, like, if the lobster... Yeah. If, if I see the lobster before the end of the year and I want it on my top ten list, I'll yeah. put it on this year because... Yeah. I didn't have a chance, really. So yeah. Anyway, welcome back to planning oh. film explosion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Welcome back to logi- real nerds logistics. Uh, anyway, bonus edition. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, three of the nerds saw Moana, and two of the nerds saw Allied. What are we going to do about this? I think we. No, I don't know. Just I, we 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 have somebody review Moana, and then we have some other people. All right, review. cool. Uh, so we'll start with Moana. Henry, should people go see Moana? Yes, move on. <laughs> Zach. I don't have one that's clever. He said, yes, yes move on. <laughs> oh, move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, people should go see it. Move on. You have to give the mic to Brad. You have to move it on, literally. Yes, I'm still here. Uh, I think you should see it. It's 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 a beautiful movie. It's a little sloppy for me, storytelling wise, but otherwise, it's it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a trailer from Moana. Do you know who Maui is? Only the greatest demigod in all the Pacific Islands. With his magical fish hook, he slowed down the sun, pulled islands out of the sea, battled monsters. And I should know, because I'm Maui. Hey, let me do this, please. Nothing? Really? What's a demigod gotta do? Disney's doing a lot of good shit this year, man. Yeah, they're, they're Disney's on a roll. Well. Yeah. Better or worse than Zootopia? Uh, go get your book. What I say about it is that I like Zootopia as if I like Zootopia better as like a story wise. The animation is better in this film though. Ooh, so. um, and the fact that it has songs. Yeah, it's true. It makes it more entertaining than Zootopia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, although I'd say Zootopia probably has the more better message and storyline. Yeah, I like, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, for me, Moana it was very meandering. Like yeah. I like a story where the character learns something, and then builds and builds and builds. But this one, they kind of circle the same point mm-hmm. um, in just different scenarios. Yeah. So, uh, but the songs are really catchy. The animation's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's. I I think it's like he said, it's better animated than uh, Zootopia. But that Zootopia blows is my mind. Zootopia. Zootopia. Zootopia is, Zootopia is a beautiful. beautifully animated film. Well, but but. but I mean, Moana is set in paradise, right? Like it's it's yeah. you're you're getting to look the, at more beautiful the, vistas than just like a city. So I, I guess I could see that. There's more of a there's more of a real life feel to Moana than um, mm. uh, Zootopia. Zootopia feels more like a cartoon. 
Yeah. Which is good. Which is good because that's what it needs to be because it's mainly a comedy. Moana has Moana has a lot more dramatic arcs throughout the film. Um, And, God, we talk about Dwayne Johnson. He was really good in it. He was really good in this movie. He's great in everything. Come on. He's great in Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he He Uh, had one line in the movie that I did not like, which was... uh, there, so there's this there's this bird character in the. Hey, can you be louder? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this bird. There's this there's this cockeyed bird character in the movie named um, what do they call him? Uh, Kiki. Kiki. Um, and uh, so Kiki uh, is just used as a prop of he, he's like the he's like the horse entangled or yeah. sure. Olaf the snowman for this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. much less annoying than Olaf. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. The one thing I liked about this movie a lot more than like Frozen or whatever, they don't have like a um, like meandering comic relief character beside the chicken's the closest you get yeah, to it. Yeah, the chicken's the closest you get. <laughs> but like um, but so anyway, um Dwayne Johnson plays Maui, this demigod, and at one point Moana uh goes up to Maui and uh Maui's just like, Oh, you're so impressed by me. I I, I, I get it. You're in the presence of a celebrity here. Let me sign your oar for you. And he writes with the chicken's beak. <laughs> and he says, when you write with a chicken's beak, it's called twittering. Or, or tweeting. Tweeting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's that's part of the lexicon now. Um, Uh-oh. That's okay. Yeah. Forgiven. For- it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, so. no, it's, no, no, it, no, that was the only thing. That was, if that's the only thing I hated in an otherwise uh, great movie, then so be it. Yeah. But, um, uh, and I have never heard of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, that's his name? Yeah, Lin-Manuel. Dude, I want to... Freaking listen to everything he's done. I haven't. I've, I've never listened to Hamilton the yeah. soundtracks. So. Well, you won't be able to until 2018. So I mean, is he, really, is it's he, sold out till I think it's August 2017. They don't so. have. Di- they don't have a digital version. You can have the digital version, but like, oh, okay, people have said like you can't listen to the digital version because I live in New York and everyone's an asshole. So like, <laughs> and so like, but yeah, uh, on vinyl, man, like 45 RPM. The uh, shoot. I had I had a I had an important question and I lost it. I'm sorry. Lemanuel Miranda. Oh, is he the guy who does he he does all the songs? Yeah, he does. He he wrote Some most of, of the songs. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Mark That's... Mancina yeah, yeah, does yeah. a lot of the other yeah. parts of it. Oh, okay, cool. He's the Disney stock guy. Yeah. Sweet. He wrote the song that is going to be nominated for best song at the Oscars. So. No, oh, okay. So. The song in the movie? Yeah, yeah. In this movie? Which I hope it is cuz it's the one that Dwayne Johnson sings. I really want to see him perform at the Oscars. Oh, so. What? <gasps> well, the so, last couple of years haven't they had like some Oh, no, 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 so no. They did go welcome? back to having the I'm pretty sure you're welcome as well. Yeah, that's right. Submit, so. Oh, at yeah. least that's the one that I think is most catchy. So. Hmm. You welcome. That was like the least You welcome. Da, 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 da. Which one did you uh That's a good. Uh, well, the the girls song. Yeah, that one's good too. Yeah. Uh then I I I thought you were talking about the one that's the whole tribes song. Oh, no, Not no, being no. Voyagers. I mean, um, I think that, that one's good, too. But, I mean... But I also like Jermaine Clement's song. Shiny. Yeah, Jermaine Clement's song is really good, too. Yeah. Which one's the one that's in the trailer? Because there's one in the trailer. That's seen the trailer. That, like, are people... The, yeah, that's the Voyager one. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, uh, did you guys stay after for the credits? I did, or? he did not. So. Oh, he missed the... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fun postscript, so stick around after the credits. Oh, yeah. shame. That was Jermaine Clement? Yeah, well, I thought I that was up, Alan I looked, Tudyk's. I looked up, Alan Tudyk is the chicken. Oh. Alan Tudyk is the chicken? Yeah, I looked up. That he, makes he's sense. Villager 3 and the chicken. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's great. Oh, that kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I did a panel with him. I know. <laughs> he was great in the panel. No, I gave him a no. dollar that he said he'd pay me back, and I haven't gotten it back yet, Mr. Tudyk. And we know you're listening. Yeah. How's he smell? Great. <laughs> <laughs> he's part of the weed inverse, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Alan Tudyk. Okay, so a guy me. you guys have been involved with, uh, George's Jaunty, how does he smell? Oh, great. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, weed and first people. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, Rebecca. Wow, I can't talk about how Rebecca Isaac smells. I can. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there was a short in front of this film. Oh, uh, that was really good. Yeah. That was really funny because they kept showing different ways he'd die. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it's a fun short. I mean, different... Dis- Disney shorts are always good. Yeah. So, like Disney shorts are always good. Obviously, yeah. Piper's going to win best anime oh, short this to. year. It's like, there's no stunning. question Ugh. that's going to win. So, yeah, but, is it a question of what Disney thing is going to win? Is the short yeah. better than Lava? Because as long as it's better than lava, I'll be alright. One right. thing I did think, kind of like, why don't you like lava? Because it's not funny. Aww. It's cute. It's cute. Well, it's cute. One thing lava. I thought towards the it's end, kind of like when like you see like the island person thing. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. But when you see, or we're in the spoiler territory anyway. But like sure. once you get to that point, I thought like, oh, they, they just adapted the good parts of lava into a feature film. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> they recycled the island model. Yeah, I was like, because <laughs> legit, like it looked like the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a, I'm not complaining at all, but like. No, I want to watch Love. I think the song's really catchy. Yeah. Uh, I hate that song. I mean, it's I know. Bad. You hate everything. You're <laughs> weird. What, what, what? Except for Independence Day Resurgence. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I'm going to fight you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, do, I have, do we have anything else we want to say about Moana? Uh, that, the, 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 that is the most realistic looking water I've seen in. Yeah, it's freaking, pretty good. Oh. oh, God. I think the water Close is good. Close to Piper. Diamond. Close to Piper. Yeah. But oh. I think the water in uh, Good Dinosaur is still, I think, superior. I've not seen it since theaters, but I think the water in Good Dinosaur is still a bit better. But this one is fantastic. Yeah, we so. talked about it last night. The environments are just yeah. incredible Beautiful. in this film. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of the first Disney musicals I'd seen in a while that isn't one from, like, the 90s or the 60s or the 40s and whatnot. So, yeah. What about, um, like, seen well, Frozen. I saw Frozen. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I I wasn't as big a fan of Frozen as I am of Moana. Oh, you mean like, I like uh, the first time you've liked a? Yeah, I liked okay. it. Yeah, okay, I should have yeah, said yeah. the word liked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check out Moana. Yeah. Cool. So I, I will. Fantastic. Uh, James and I went and saw Allied. James, should people see Allied? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't walk away like loving the movie, but I also yeah. can't like. Did you want to say something else, Brad? Oh no, no he literally said I have nothing. Oh, okay. To say. <laughs> 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 I have nothing to say about Allied. Oh. Um, <laughs> The uh, yeah no um I I think so like if the trailer looked really interested to, it, it really it, you know really interesting to you I, I think you should check it out there's some parts of this movie that I really enjoyed I end up walking away sort of unmoved or just not in love with it as much as I could be and I I can't necessarily put my finger on why okay, um so honestly I'm kind of excited to talk to you about it because I don't know that I'm fully cemented yet um so yeah I, I, and that's a terrible review. And so maybe Very. maybe maybe we will talk about the movie and then not quite spoil it at first so that you know we can get a little further in. But still, right? Uh, I really like the movie. I thought okay, good. because um, I miss Robert Zemeckis doing live action. Yes, even though I didn't like Flight, I thought it was very well made. Yeah, uh, and this film. Just to set it up just a little before I play the trailer, the first half of it is shot like a romantic film, and then the second half is shot like a spy thriller, Yeah, and he totally changes the film without taking you out of the film, Yes, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about more about what he does with the camera and how he sets up shots, which is awesome. So maybe to be more concise, what I'll say is I love the first two acts of this movie. Mm -hmm. I think they're beautiful, and I think they are incredibly fun parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then we can just have a conversation about the third act. So, okay. Yeah. Here's a trailer for Allied. Cool.
I'll take the couch. You'll sleep on the roof. In Casablanca, that's where husbands go. They're watching us. Focus, babe. Said you were beautiful and good. Being good at this kind of work is not very beautiful. After the war, you have a place? When the war is over, it won't matter where I am. We found each other. Come with me to London. Come with me and be my wife. I love you with all my heart. There's no easy way to say what we're about to say. We suspect your wife is a German spy. It's insane. If you are right, all this will be forgotten. But if she is, you will execute her with your own hand. And if you do not comply, you'll be hanged. For 72 hours, we shall know for sure. Is this a game? A test? Everything is a test. You were different with me last night. Different? Like you were angry. She's the mother of my child. It isn't true. I will prove it. Look, save her. You blatantly disobeyed orders. You're scaring me. When the war is over, it won't matter where I am. So, do you guys care about spoilers? Well, we will get into... Oh, yeah. yeah I want mean, to make sure... Because I want to know if she's actually a spy or not. Uh, I think we all know who... I think we all know how World War II ended. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, I mean, how many I mean, Nazis guys, does Brad Pitt kill? You, you guys do... You guys do have to let us know if you want... How much you yes. want to spoil I'm totally I, okay I, with being completely spoiled. So. I don't okay. I was going to go I see can, it this week, but I guess you can spoil it and I won't care. I mean, if not, like you... we. What I can tell you is that I don't know that I can do this review without talking about the ending because yeah, the ending to me is an important part of what I may or may not not like about uh, this movie. I have a scene that I love so much in that movie because I, I'll, I'll step right. outside. I'll step outside. If it'll <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, yeah, you're um, good. So, so go go smoke for a second, Zach. So we'll, the movie um, stars uh, Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Yeah, Marion Cotillard, and in it they both play as spies. They're allied spies. He's from he's a Canadian, um, basically pilot. And she is yeah. a French, uh, like freedom fighter, basically. Though what's badass is you get the sense based on the way that the movie starts that basically, yeah, yes, he's like a paratrooper, but mm-hmm. he's a dude they send in to fucking murder folks. Yeah, like it, he's way more badass than they even really let on to, right? Oh yeah, because and what what I love about this film, so it takes place in um, Casablanca, yeah. the first like hour. Oh, it's so good, and it's shot so cool. Yes, and that's why I mean it's like a romantic movie at the beginning because the colors. Uh, the way they meet, but then it's intercut with like these really hardcore, like action scenes. Yes, I guess action make my I guess tense scenes. Like, uh, so my first thing where I'm like, this movie's so badass is so they're sitting at. So Brad Pitt is this guy. He's from Paris, mm-hmm. and he's only talks in French when they're in Morocco, and he's in there talking, and then he looks over and he's he says in French that oh that German officer recognizes me interrogated me for 30 minutes that sequence is so cool and so the german officer gets up and he goes into a phone booth and brad pitt grabs this like piece of bread 
And you're like, what the what, fuck? What's he fucking doing with that? And, and he, she, she's got this look on her face like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. we, some shit's about to go And this is when you know he's a total badass because he kills this guy by choking him to death in the phone. And then he stuffs the bread in his throat to make it look like he choked on the bread. And it, the Foley work there is really good because it was gross. Oh, yeah. Like, that sequence, you're just, like, uncomfortable as he's, oh, it's so, like, his thumb goes way down yeah. that guy's throat. And it's, this is why, what I mean I miss about Zemeckis is he does these shots. He does tracking shots. But he also does a thing where he always is shooting people looking in a mirror. So they're always looking behind them because of the line of work they're in. Yeah. And if you notice when it switches to them being married, they're looking straight into the mirror. It's so yes. cool. And it's so well done. Yeah. And there's parts where he's uh, – there's even when they're talking in a car, it's cool because like the camera follows the car as they're driving through the streets, but then it'll slowly pan to the character. I, I freaking love it. Yeah. And I miss Zemeckis. Oh, it, and it makes, <laughs> this is, this is dumb, but it makes the, uh, it makes the sex scene in a car from Titanic look like child's play. Oh yeah. Like the one in this scene, movie is so good. And like, you've got the sandstorm going on outside. And I will say, cause I commented on this a couple weeks ago, the, when the, when I think yeah. the trailer happened or whatever, like, like the, the composite and some of the CG stuff looks a lot better on the big screen it than it did. Like it wasn't finished yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Good job, buddy. What I think it was is he's <laughs> making good towers. Um, <laughs> Because it's pretty, like, that's a pretty, like, racy scene. Yes. And I think they added more, like, brown to it, so yes. you couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's awesome. And then the film goes, and it's in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler. Yeah. So they, they build up this romance in her birth. Oh, my God. Can, how, we just, can we just say, though, how great, like, the shots of Casablanca at oh, night are? Yeah. Um, because, like, those are some of my favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, yeah. When and, he's on the roof, I love those scenes. The whole first act of this movie is just so solid uh, even the great the great play because you also know the plot going in mm -hmm. so there are these little moments where you're like oh like who is this woman like there's mm -hmm. a little bit of intrigue and you've got that great scene where um they're sitting at, at at breakfast and she starts unbuttoning her shirt um and that whole conversation is so good and it's so telling to like the story that you're gonna go down mm -hmm. and but you're also really falling in love with these characters and you kind of want them to fall in love and that where um, he's like and Button up your goddamn shirt. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, it's so good. Man. Anyway, sorry. And what, so, and what did she say? She says, um, it's not the fucking that gets them in it's trouble. The feeling, it's yeah. the feelings. Yeah. And there's like these little telltale signs throughout the film that, um, since you know the plot going she's in. She's really good at her job. Like she's they really said, good. she's really good at her job. Um, you know, and they, uh, and so she, you know, the, what I love too is the scenes are fun when Brad Pitt's back in London where he's, talking with like jared harris and um uh his other friend i don't even know the actor's name but like uh frank where he's uh where he comes back he's like yeah you didn't fall in love did you and oh yeah yeah it's pretty yeah. fun um so yeah so the first part when they're in uh london when they come back and get married and when she gives birth i think it's such a cool shot it's like when yeah. the planes are bombing and uh, anyways so you know it's a pretty fun light thing and then when he gets called down to v section which is i guess their top secret yeah. Thing. Uh, the trailer gives you a little taste of it, but like the actual scene, like I was like intense. Like he's, I was grabbing like the side, like this is. He's so good at kicking chairs yeah. he's sitting in. Yeah. Like it's, it's almost disturbing how good he is at kicking a chair he is sitting in. Yeah. Because you're like, man, he had to plan that out. Yep. And <laughs> this is the scene where they tell him, like, you need to figure this out. Yeah. yeah so they, they, yeah, they the, basically say, like, hey, yeah. we are, we suspect that your wife is actually a spy. Here's why. Yeah. And. 
it is a little you know, I, I went and saw this with my with my roommate Dan who's been on the show and we talked about afterwards like how kind of weird it is like okay why did they tell him like why didn't they just do this test and then tell him like hey we proved it you know um, but instead, I think part of the argument that, wait, well, you don't have a movie if you, if you do that. Yeah, wait, you have more tension. Right, but <laughs> yeah. the, the other one is that, you know, what, what they tell him is, we're going to do this test, you're going to help us do this test, uh, where we're going to give you bad information, and if it leaks from your, if this bad information leaks, we know it leaked from your house, which means it's your wife, and then you have to kill her. The, I think the reason why they're, they're doing that is to, but they never say this, is to sort of exonerate him of any, uh, yeah. of any, uh, but I will uh, say suspicion. That. So, the the movie through like halfway through the second act and the third act takes this huge spy thriller turn. Yeah, where I think the scenes are so great between him and his wife, and it does it really well because I think she knows that he knows that something's wrong. Yeah, and so they have these great like mm-hmm. tense scenes that they have these really cryptic like exchanges with each other, but then all of a sudden their love for each other comes back through. Right, and um. Yeah, so oh, the whole party sequence is like this. Oh. It's it, the party sequence plays out like a like a like a play actually. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, where yeah. where it's a lot about the logistics of where people are in a very small house and what rooms they're walking into and what they see and who's in the same rooms at the same time. Like it's a it's a really amazingly written sequence. Yeah, um, what I like too is they kind of play it too. That is he maybe a bad guy? Uh-huh. You know. Well, and that then, you're not hearing her part of the side of the story. Oh yeah, you know. Well, and then when they introduce there, there is a third element here, which is um, he he sort of hears a word like, "Hey, you know, you're up for this promotion in Paris. Like, if they were going to consider you for that, they would they would put you through some kind of a test first. Yeah. So now there's this whole other thing of oh, maybe okay. there's not even a spy. Like, yeah. Maybe this whole thing is a game. And so that really adds a lot of tension to the section where you're just like, okay, this is really cool. And he's like, you know, sending letters to people and trying to find people <laughs> who knew his wife when she was young so he can prove that it's really her. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's really that, awesome. That scene where they go to uh, Paris and – or. Where does he go to find the dude in jail? Is it Paris? Uh, yeah, well, they, they fly into France. Yeah, I, don't I guess they, they don't really But specify. they fly into enemy territory into, into France. So it's a really cool scene because this one guy supposedly knew his wife before she uh, – so the the, uh, the London intelligence tell him that his wife was killed when she yeah. said – like her whole infantry was killed. Yeah, yeah. Like it, basically his wife was like a, a, a leader in the Parisian underground. Yeah. And then – they, you know, the Germans say that she was killed at some point, but here his, is his wife, and she says that she survived and she fled to French Morocco. Because she has that great scene on the rooftop where she, he said, "Well, what'd you do?" She said, "I just ran. Yeah, I ran until I couldn't run." Yeah, and she it, says that the government, that like you know, the 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 people there really fucked it up, and that yeah. she almost, or the V section is partially responsible for mm-hmm. her almost dying. And um, yeah, it, it's it's really great. We haven't gone to the yes or no question, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so that scene where he's in. And Paris is so badass, though, because he also... Uh, oh, it's so cool. When the, the Gestapo's, like, go and find out that he's at the police station, and he takes that grenade and throws it in the back of their tank, blows them all up, and then just walks and executes them all. I'm like, oh, shit. Best World War II movie since Fury. <laughs> and, like, uh, straight up, that sequence is awesome. And so he, he asks the guy, and he says, hey, is this, you know, my wife? And he says, yeah, that's her. I recognize but her. But he's drunk off his but ass. he's super drunk. Yeah. Uh... And it's I, like one of those things where it's like, whenever he gets something that confirms it, it's always yes. like a slight doubt. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. could, but then the guy says she plays as a piano very well because everything he says at that point is right. You know, she paints. Right. She yeah. does this. 
and then Brad Pitt realizes he's never seen her play the piano. Yeah. yeah. So there's this. The next scene is... And you realize that he's never going to get a good answer until she gives him an answer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, the, I, that's I, the term. I love this scene coming up. So he, he, uh, yeah. Like, so he goes and takes her to this, uh, their local pub, and he asks her to play the piano. Uh-huh. And so it's, it's like a really quiet, like, tense scene. He's telling her to play the piano. He lifts up, like, the door, and she's getting it's ready. Coming. It's coming. It's yeah, coming, If so you want to know, know it's Zach. about to happen. Uh, <laughs> You've been warned. And so uh, he lifts up. So she, he lifts up the thing, and she goes to play it. But as she's about to play it, she just stops, and she closes the door, and she says, "She was a very brave woman." And the oh, I love Brad Pitt's performance because he grabs her by like the like the collar, and he's about to like just yeah punch her. Yes, and he, he and he asks, he's like, "Any of this real? Was any of this real?" And she's so great at this part, and she's just talking about how she loves him and. Um, and then they devise that uh, set up a plan that <laughs> there's another way out of this. Yeah, and uh, he goes and starts murdering people. And, and oh, as okay. I look <laughs> as I look at it, I think that might actually be the part where it loses me because I find I almost find that last bit so saccharine, especially with the voiceover, where it just it yeah, pulls yeah, a lot of the emotion is... out of it for me. Like but, I I but, end up not being very moved by it. But know? the part where he like executes the nanny. Oh awesome. Where he goes Dude, into the jewelry shoot, store. Because I didn't like her when I met her. When they <laughs> open the door and the nanny's there, I'm like, fuck this woman. Don't just leave your child with this woman. This woman's clearly the devil. Um yeah. Oh yeah. No, that but, whole section where he's like Nazi hunting in London is yeah. so good. But this why too I love I like, mean, it's only like a minute and a half long, but still. But, but the pacing of it, the part where he goes to the jewelry store, oh, no dialogue is spoken. So That's really great. And he Mechas. goes in there, and you don't know what's happening. And then you finally hear like the three gunshots, and then he doesn't come out. So she's like ready to get out of there. And then he just comes out walking all badass. And so as I think about it now, and, and I didn't make this comparison about until right now. So this isn't this isn't something I was thinking about in the movie. Um, I think what I realize is that. You know, Zemeckis is usually so good at this. Like, I, I, I would reference ca- the end of Castaway, right? Where you have this great emotion, because the best scene in Castaway, and fuck anybody else, has nothing to do with Wilson. It has everything to do with having ice in his glass. That scene makes me cry every single time. And that's what this movie needed. It needed, it needed not the letter from her. It actually needed her to make an action, and us to hear from him, probably. Like, yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, I get then, that. I get that. You know, because... Instead, I've been with him the whole time. That to then get a resolution from her feels kind of you know. But I also think it has to prove that she loved him and that it wasn't um, it wasn't manufactured as really part of it because you know you could say that it was. But what she does is the proof. I get that, but yeah. Uh, So, so she's a spy. She's a spy. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers, but how, in case you got to be completely spoiler. honest, um, if you went into the movie, how is there going to be a whole lot of drama if she's not? That's true, but like, <laughs> like if um, if I mean, you could do different things, like, yeah. Uh, but like, like the whole test thing, right? Exactly. Um, but like, okay, and he kills her. I don't know that we should say yeah. that part, okay? Because there's nothing. I don't think Ryan and I have anything to gain out of telling you that part, okay? Um, yeah. Or about reviewing that part. That that sequence, this the sequence, the the resolution is. Fine. I, I I really do think it's probably the VO that ends up leaving me cold. Yeah, it's it shot um, really well. It is. Well, I would argue that the 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 composite of him 
walking in a field in no, in no, I'm not Medicine talking about Land. that part. I'm talking about where it's raining. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, yeah, that whole sequence is great. No, the the composite shot of like him on a farm somewhere. Yeah, I'm like, what? Why do we need a CG farm, guys? Yeah, like why? It's kind of like the end of of uh, of Magnificent Seven, where I'm like, guys, just go put three tombstones on a hill somewhere. I yeah. don't need you to CG three tombstones on a hill. Just put Brad Pitt walking in a field in Kentucky. It's probably not that hard. Yeah, um, no, or I Tennessee lo- I or really whatever. I like this movie. I'm, I'm really I'm glad. Gonna, I think I'm going to see it again. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. No, I mean, yeah, like I said before, I, I just... Um, I love so much of this movie that to walk away feeling less than over the moon about it feels a little... Like, I, I just can't quite... Yeah. You know... Fit it together for some reason, yeah. But and I don't, I, I just can't put my thumb on why. Um, it's probably a me thing, you know. It's just, you know. It's but it's a very well made movie. Yep. Um, right. And I would agree. Yeah, it's it's cool to see Robert Zemeckis doing good, good work. Yep. You know. Uh, so. so next week we haven't figured out what we're going to do yet, but we will no. keep you informed. I yeah. mean, we could see Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. <laughs> no, you I, should. I, no, you should not. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's funny, this theater in New York, you could see it, what's like, where it's supposed to be shown. Oh, I saw it, like, how it's supposed to be. Yeah? I saw it, and I had a Q&A with Ang Lee afterwards. Mm. So uh, how is that movie? It's the garbagest film you will ever see. <laughs> you know all the parts you hate about Life of Pi? Mm-hmm. Yes. Imagine they made an entire yeah, film of, of that. Oh, so... so. It's the boy, the boat voyage, not the dude explaining. Like, I really yeah, like it's the... not the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the anecdote at the end of Life of Pi that is the reason Life of Pi might be good. It's all the parts where there's yeah. just a boy in a CG boat. And I was talking, I was talking to Zach about it yesterday, but like, like I saw it, and I had like it might just be like how I saw it being in 3D in the 120 frame per second or whatever it was. Yeah. But I legit like had a headache, and I felt like I huh. should leave at some point. I looked like down for a little bit because it was like <laughs> since it was like Angley was there, I didn't want to leave the theater. Yeah. But I, so, so, I, so, like, so like I just looked hey, down dude, and hey, just didn't watch the film. What are you doing? <laughs> who's that walking out there? Uh, this movie is <laughs> shit, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, it's don't, don't, don't. There's other. <laughs> see moon. If you're gonna do down that route, see moonlight. So, mm-hmm. all right. I think no we'll matter what, it it's not gonna be a big movie next week. Yeah. Yep. We'll figure something out. We always do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Film for listening. Seventy six. Henry, thank you for coming back. You have a birthday dinner to get to, don't you? I do. I, should, I need to get out of here. So yeah. So yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming yeah. back. Yeah, Happy it's birthday. Fun. Be safe in your travels back. Yeah. We'll yeah. See you soon. See you soon. Keep writing us stuff. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it. Keep producing free content for the website. Yeah. And from all we of us at Real it. Nerds. Bye. 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 Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.